Welcome to Snark Marks, everybody. Uh, we are a wrestling retrospective podcast from the Central Valley of California, and where it's actually pretty nice. It's pretty nice outside right now. Uh, I've, I felt kind of like beach weather today. There's no smoke in the air. What do you think, Dusty? Yeah, yesterday was very nice. Uh, I went for a walk, and I texted Sarah while I was on my walk, and was like, "This feels a little bit like the coast. It was kind of foggy. Exactly. It was, a little, it was like a little misty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but sweet. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't cold enough to where I was like." I need a jacket or like, I'm going to be uh, in trouble. It was just like not hot. And we're in the perfect middle ground from where we live because it's an abyss where it's like, and, and that right now it's not 110 degrees. So yeah. I'm so excited for whatever weather is not 110. Yeah. There's, thir- then- there's three weeks between summer and fall and three weeks between winter and spring where it's fucking yeah. where we're very livable. Very yeah. livable in this area. <laughs> yeah, we get about six weeks a year. Yeah, where things are real nice. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm uh I'm digging the weather. Uh, enjoyed a enjoyed a Halloween. Did not enjoy the end of my Halloween where I had to watch the rest of. I had to power through the rest of the first episode of Nitro and then watch the second entire episode of Nitro. Hey, goddamn it, Dusty, me neither. So uh, we. <laughs> Uh, th- this is a, this is part of our uh, second season, uh, the second part of our second season on on our, uh, Snark Marks. The first season being 1997 in wrestling. The second season is the best and worst of Vince Russo. We are unfortunately at the worst, or fortunately, because we're pulling the fucking bandaid off and getting this shit over with. Uh, we also have an intro podcast. Check that out. It's the first podcast on our feed. We go over our history with each other, our history with wrestling, and talk a little bit about the beginning of wrestling. Um, and I think that's about it. If you want us to do any individual uh, uh, wrestling event, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll run you 20 bucks and we'll do a stinking two and a half hour podcast on it and we'll, we'll watch it. And we'll probably, I mean, I blocked that other guy on Facebook, the last guy who did it because didn't even say thank you, didn't pay us. Go fuck yourself, whatever your name is. Look back, go back to, uh, what is it? <laughs> SummerSlam 92, we say his name, yeah. fuck that guy. <laughs> at that point we at that point he was not on the enemy of the podcast list no but now he fucking uh, he, so he's just like i don't know if he's mass emailing podcasts but we're like yeah we'll do a solid for this guy yeah we'll do it for free man yeah just yeah. check it out and then we we get it and then we put it out and then nothing so we're like hey we put out the podcast and nothing and then he emails us again he's like hey, can you guys do uh <laughs> just, the beach like is it fucking <laughs> I say something about the last one man yeah that's uh brian or whatever your stupid <laughs> name is so we will do that uh for twenty dollars anything that is pretty reasonably easily accessible like, yeah uh there's there's a lot of wrestling that we can review that andrew hasn't uh seen that i wouldn't mind revisiting also you'd get the added benefit of my research to find out what movie was number one the week yeah. that your show uh came out uh we are doing as andrew said the best and the worst of vince russo because i think we are 21 years removed from these shows at this particular moment mm-hmm. and i feel like in the subsequent years the legend of how bad vince russo uh booked has grown exponentially but people haven't went back to really dig dig in the dirt get in there and really see what's happening and so i didn't want us to live on rumor alone i wanted us to have 
concrete evidence to show uh, the various ways in which Vince Russo is very bad at booking pro wrestling. And also, I uh, have to give some level of credit. The problem is, in the, in the first episode, in the first set of episodes, the best ofs, I don't know how much credit to give everyone else around Vince Russo for how good the booking was. Uh, and in these, I don't know how much credit to give Eric Bischoff for how bad it is. So I'm not laying it solely at the feet of Vince Russo. But he is very involved in yeah. this. And I think his fingerprints are very easily seen on many of the things uh, about these shows that I did not enjoy at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 can, I can definitely see that. I, 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 it appears that I am more on the team go fuck yourself Eric Bischoff side yeah. than most. Uh, we, in fact, I ran a couple of Twitter polls. Uh, I'm going to keep running very similar Twitter polls. Uh, just to see if there's any way that I can word it <laughs> that <laughs> where they pick uh, Eric Bischoff as shittier than Vince Russo. Uh, the first one that I ran was um, where's the first one? Uh, oh, here it is. Who created worse television when it comes to their work with WWF and WCW? So I was very specific including w, w, only WWF and WCW, because I didn't want people to talk about shit that I haven't seen, the TNA stuff, right. all that stuff. Uh, Vince Russo is in a commanding lead, 76.9% uh, to 23.1%. And uh, yeah. one of the votes for Eric Bischoff is mine. <laughs> that yeah. Dusty did for me because I accidentally voted for Vince Russo at the beginning. <laughs> um, so, uh, and we, I mean, our, our followers are pretty knowledgeable. So, uh, you know, the, this is this is to be taken I, pretty like I, I think this is a good estimation of the wrestling fandom, real wrestling fandom. Uh, the second one I said after WCW's reset in 2000, when Russo and Bischoff teamed up, who do you blame more for the bad booking? Very specific. It's about the same, 75 to 25. Vince Russo. Um, that one. I take I, I I feel like I would disagree with people more with yeah. that one, uh, specifically because and what we've talked about. I think I think uh, the Russo stuff's bad. Obviously, the Russo stuff's bad. I think the worst stuff, the thing that I, the stuff that I've been fucking yelling about in all of these episodes, just smells like Eric Bischoff. It smells like <laughs> like race gas and yeah. hair dye. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it. It, it smells like Miss NWO, you know? Yeah, I think the problem is I need a segment-by-segment segment breakdown of who was pitching what idea. And I think part of the problem is Bischoff, he, will, he, he, will def he deflects, and Russo also deflects. Yeah. And it's like, one of you did it, or both of you did it. Yeah, Somebody wrote the television. Like, it, it is someone's idea. You can't both say it wasn't me. It was the other guy because the one of them is not true. Yeah. It's you're probably, not shaggy. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, I, where I think, where I think the division of labor goes. Yeah. Is I think the big picture ideas were probably Eric Bischoff's. So new blood versus millionaires club. I bet that's more 
Bischoff stinks because he's right. It also stinks. Stinks. Yeah. But he, because he is comfortable running two factions against each other. So one time he was very successful was the giant faction warfare. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think he likes that idea. So I think that's maybe him. I think the boots on the ground segment to segment. I think that's Russo because yeah. a lot of it plays very similarly to the WWF stuff we were watching. That's Russo. It's just like, it's impossibly worse. Yeah. Like I can't, like I, I can't even grade it on a scale how much worse it is, well, but it this- all, it all stinks of the same thing. It's all made of the same materials. It's just the shittier, but it's the wish.com version of what you had with the WWF. Uh, this is there. They are clearly their wrestling's Lennon McCartney, because <laughs> uh, just just the horseshit version, you know. Because Lennon, everything Lennon and Mc, Lennon or McCartney wrote with the Beatles, you can usually find out who wrote it. Like if you look it up, if you do enough research, you can usually find out who wrote it. Some things are pretty clear who wrote it. Um, like uh, uh, Hey Jude was very clearly Paul McCartney stuff like that, but. There are things that there are things that are clear. There are things that you you listen to and go, I don't know which fucking guy wrote that. You know what I mean? Right. With this, I do think there's a lot that you can see because there's a lot that feels like the NWO era WCW in this. Yeah. I give that all to Bischoff. That is yep. all Bischoff's fault, in my opinion. Yep. There are things that feel like Attitude Era WWF in this, obviously. All Russo, in, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, Russo also took credit for the Arquette stuff. Um, he took credit for, like, essentially that it was his idea. And Bischoff says it was his, uh, that it was Russo's idea. But Bischoff also says that he endorsed it. He was okay with it. He, like, signed yeah. off on it or whatever. Um, what was the one that, uh, well, first of all, I heard today, and I texted you about this. Yeah. Did Vince Russo fire? Bobby the Brain Heenan. This I I cannot confirm okay. with the information I have, have now. I'm gonna have yeah. to listen. And I'll get back. I'll, I will. Uh, com- I will. We'll talk about this on the next podcast because there's like one of those like Vince Russo shoots on. I hate that shit. By the way, yeah. I don't like most du- du- wrestling slang. Yeah, I don't. I don't like ribbing. I don't like like all these like inside fucking words. He got he got color. Yeah. Shut up, bro. He just cut yeah. his fucking forehead. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I that's like- that's all Vince Russo. Vince Russo likes that shit. Oh well, so, so does so does Jim Cornette. I mean, he fucking loves that shit. Well, like, sure, but that's just on the, wrestling guys on the show on yeah. the like I'm saying within the body of like our oh shows, no, I'm just I'm talking in general, not oh, just on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, we are watching uh, <laughs> yeah. Nitros from April 17th and April 24th, 2000. Is the yep. 24th the go-home show for the pay-per-view? It is not. <laughs> There's one more. Christ. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're leading, we're working our way very slowly as if we are uh, Agent 47 from the first Hitman <laughs> out of a uh, video game without a sprint button towards yeah. what pay-per-view is it? We are ending this uh, season on Slamboree. Slamboree. Just... <laughs> I know that this wasn't like this is probably a name that is 
existed for a long time, right? This is probably like yeah. an old fucking NWA name or some shit. It's from the early nineties, yeah. Yeah, Slamboree. I hate. I hate fucking Starcade. What? What yeah. even is a Starcade? You know what I mean? Were there yeah. even arcades when they came up with Starcade. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think Slamboree. I mean, obviously Slamboree is Jamboree, but yeah, it's a of course. But, I mean, it's a thing, right. but like it's horse shit. You know. Well, right. So, yeah, where uh, we are, we hopefully will not be moving at a glacial pace. Uh, because these shows don't move at a glacial pace but we are doing the two nitros following the spring stampede pay-per-view which is what we last reviewed oh, yeah okay so <laughs> they they open the 417 2000 uh nitro with a recap of the pay-per-view from the previous night because of course they got to let people know man cow was on the pay-per-view and he won his match can you Jimmy believe Hart. it um they they there's all there's like a weird generic country beat in the background did you hear that yeah it's, it's super the, out of place it's what they're like they're playing it over the photos and the commentary from the from the recap yeah it's weird i yeah. i didn't i didn't understand that decision but i mean this is fucking russo and bischoff fucking yeah um we open the show and there's security and they're securing the door to keep the Millionaires Club out of the arena for tonight and also to apparently create a fire hazard for anyone that paid to attend this Nitro. Listen, uh, as the great Mitch Heidberg said, if, if you're flammable and have legs, you are not blocking a fire exit. <laughs> you are never blocking a fire uh, exit. But I, I got to be honest, two things here, okay? Okay. This is Russo. Yep. Um, the, the, the cops, the riot police are are cover are surrounding the ring there yeah. is way too many balloons and way too much confetti coming from the sky it's all red yeah. for new blood uh i like this i like and and i liked it when uh when attitude era wwe did it i like the gloatiness of this especially with like the wrestlers gloating like buff bagwell and like uh um, um big papa pump and all those guys that are yeah. in the ring um i don't like that vince russo is also in the ring with his goddamn stupid fucking baseball bat but yeah uh i i like the and and the cop stuff like the cop stuff has been uh used over and over like when uh when McGregor and uh, Nate Diaz fought, and they lined the whole uh, the whole octagon with police officers. Yeah. When uh, Tyson fights, they would do shit like that. Like I fucking love it, but um, this doesn't, you know, <laughs> doesn't mean like the whole fucking thing. <laughs> right. I, I I like that. Yeah. So that, like Andrew said, they have confetti falling from the arena. Uh, Russo comes out, says it's a real New York party. And introduces all the new champions that they crowned the previous night. Uh, and then runs down Flair and Luger and Terry Funk. And then tells Jim Ross that he can kiss his ass. What did JR he, do? Uh, they did not want to put Jeff Jarrett in a main event program in WWF because they didn't think that he could be a main eventer with Stone Cold. That's the impetus of this entire thing. Because Russo and Jarrett are friends. Well, and that's a big thing in... We talked about the first episode with Russo and Bischoff in the ring at the beginning. 
it seemed like they were just airing their dirty laundry about shit that they've been bitter about. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a this is a continuation of that. Uh, honestly, I don't think Jeff Jarrett would have been a good foil for fucking Stone Cold during that era. But uh, no, yeah. because I hate Jeff Jarrett. You know that. So I, I, <laughs> oh, I, I totally agree. I hate Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like him he, for now. He's well, I like Jeff Jarrett. Whenever he's mid card ass, uh, intercontinental champion yes. level Jeff Jarrett. I completely agree. This Jeff Jarrett, I hate because okay. I don't buy Jeff Jarrett as the world heavyweight champion of your promotion. And why he's and got he, that awesome finishing move, uh, the stroke, the baby. Stroke. <laughs> he doesn't even buy it because he has to have the the bookers because they comes they come right out and go like, hey, we make all the matches, we decide who wins. We want Jeff Jarrett to be the champion. So like, even of his own merit, he knows that he can't be the champion because he's he's in good with the guys who are in charge. Yeah. That's the only I, reason. I think they're admitting that too much. And I, I know you'd agree. I know like most, and that's a Russo thing. Uh, yep. uh, I think that is, that is the biggest criticism that I will. Uh, I, there's a lot of criticisms for Vince Russo. The biggest one is that he leaned too much on this is fake. Um, I think a wink, wink, nudge, nudge every once in a while is fine. Um, we'll get to the David Arquette situation. Uh, there's certain things that I don't hate as much as a lot of people do about that whole thing. Um, I, I know you probably just shat a little bit after I said that, but um, I, I'm okay with it. Like I said, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, very subtle every once in a while shit. But even then, like it's a little weird, but like they are very over and over going hey by the way this is fake everybody who wins any of these matches is chosen by us not only us characters us the tv producers because this is just television for advertising like right they're very clear yeah. about this not being well, real. well the way vince mcmahon did it worked fine when he would talk about well i would like a corporate champion and I'm going to do everything in my power to make there be a corporate champion. He was, uh, you can understand from a character standpoint why you would want that because you run a business. So of course you want a guy who you can send on interviews and do all that stuff with. And that's like a wink to me, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, we hate the, this guy. Cause he's screwing our favorite wrestler. The main problem. It's with work the, politics at that point. It's like, if, if I really want to install a champion, I have to do it through cheating in the ring. I can't do right. it in the writer's room. Like Vince Russo is admitting to doing it in the show. Right. And that's what they mean by we've got the stroke or we've got the pen or whatever, but we got Ugh. the book, all that shit. Yeah. So Jeff Jarrett comes out, says this is the best day of his life. Aside from when his child was born. And uh, he also tells JR that he can kiss his ass. And then he tells Diamond Dallas Page that at Slamboree, he'll wrestle him in the triple cage from Ready to Rumble so that he can, quote, slap your nuts from the bottom of the cage to the top. Which is... <laughs> I... <laughs> dude, Jeff Jarrett sucks, dude. I, look... <laughs> I know you're going to hold on. He sucks. And he's in a million of these segments and I fucking hate it. I hate it <laughs> so much. Have you noticed? Uh, and it's not just Jeff Jarrett, but it definitely happens a lot when Jeff Jarrett talks. The WCW crowds just don't listen to a fucking word anybody says. Like there it, it's like a it's like when you're in a mall and everybody's having their own conversations and it's just 
ambient chatter. <laughs> yeah. That's they're all ev- they're all background players in a movie. That's you know? every WCW uh pre- promo. Like if and you go back, like I went back to get a screenshot. That's a real pain in the ass to get a picture, a good picture of Vince McMahon in the attitude era for our promos, by the way. I the, the one I made yesterday just not doesn't look great, but it's the it's the best I could do. But I had to take a screen grab from a video to do it. And I watched the I wanna go straight to hell uh <laughs> promo again. He paused, but he knew the pacing to pause between sentences to for the for the booing or the reaction or whatever. These guys just keep talking, but I don't know if they if they did the actual good pacing for a wrestling promo, like allowed the the like it's a conversation between you and the crowd, basically. You know what I mean? Like right. Stone Cold was the best at it, well, at least one of the best at it. The Rock did it really well. Or even Flair did it. Hogan does it. Like ever all the pros. They they know to pace it out to where I talk for a little bit and then the crowd goes, fuck you, motherfucker. And then I talk right. for a little bit longer or the the crowd cheers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But none of almost nobody in WCW does that. I mean, DDP sometimes does it because he's fucking Diamond Dallas Page, but um, and Hogan when he's in the ring. But yeah. like this crowd is just chatter like they don't react to anything they they there's no booing there's no anything there every once in a while there's an asshole chant like later in the show but like they don't pay attention at all to any of these promos which sucks and was made even worse by the fact that they just do these long ass wordy fucking promos that go nowhere and they seem to be directionless you know what i mean uh, uh speaking of which they bring eric bischoff out and he's got kimberly page with uh with him because she turned on diamond dallas page at spring stampede big swerve yeah. so uh then they also do a close-up of the riot police wonder why they do that uh and then bischoff's on the mic <laughs> bischoff's on the mic and he's being a real like sleazy creepy dude with diamond dallas page's wife this is also he's wearing a love mic and it's not nearly loud enough. And so Jeff Jarrett walks up to him and goes and hand, tries to hand him the house microphone. And he's like, no, like he pushes it away. Like, <laughs> no, stupid Jeff. I got a microphone right here. Yeah. But like you, it, it is not loud enough. This law of mic. <laughs> so uh, they have Kimberly do a promo. She's bad on the she mic. She is bad. And the crowd is not interested in this problem. yeah and she's trying to get over the dd me thing and I says know. like she had to turn down opportunities but no more and then we see diamond dollars page show up and he's in the back and they're trying to keep him from getting in the building but he beats up a security guard mm-hmm. and then heads to the ring and then uh the riot police let him through because andrew that's not riot police at all that's the millionaires club dude fuck yeah bro <laughs> at staying and luger and flair uh all jump in the ring and they beat up uh the new blood and we go to break that's the opening segment that's i didn't time it that's 15 minutes the show oh, yeah. opens with just vince russo cutting a long ass promo in the ring like there's no action there's no movement no but the worst part is because wwf was guilty of this at the time too they did the same thing yeah 
but all of their characters are over yeah so it it helps <laughs> there's it a major it. difference there and it's the it's really the only difference we'll get to it later you're handing the microphone the <laughs> you're handing the microphone to vince mcmahon and stone cold steve austin rather than vince russo and eric bischoff and jeff jarrett like there's yeah. a major difference in talent uh on the microphone there and i think that's where you i i think first of all we got to it this is the this is the one thing we're never going to know in my opinion um i think a lot of people would have like a strong opinion about this but i don't think we'll ever really know this did vince russo get lucky that the storylines that run through his veins work only work with the people who he was handed in uh the mid 2000 i mean in like 97 or whatever 98 98 or did Vince Russo do a good job, a, gr a great job of writing television for Stone Cold and McMahon? And then that went well. So he went to WCW and was like, fuck it. I'll just do the same thing. I think it's the first one. You think he got lucky? You think that you think that he had this like he had this idea um, that that this was the idea that was going to come from his brain, not saying it existed before or anything, but this was the idea that was going to come from his brain. And well, it, it, I guess you can just say that Austin and McMahon put, made, uh, put it over like, well, and he had Vince McMahon as the editor. So if we if, always talking about, it, yeah, the, the, the uh, adult in the room. Yeah. If Vince Russo is the director, let's say he's the director in this scenario, the editor pieces together what the director shoots so it goes through an editing process and it, he also had the the amount of talent that he had was insane nearly like, unprecedented yeah and it's it was all of it's equally silly yeah like you know and the shows are equally unwatchable from a wrestling standpoint <laughs> but you but you care so much less because you're like well shit dude the sooner this match between these two guys i don't care about is over stone cold steve austin's coming out yeah and that's what i care about and wwf has always been more entertainment than than wrestling they've had great wrestling and great wrestlers yeah but it's always been more entertainment wcw's roots are the nwa which is wrestling based and Whenever WCW was at its hottest, they had really great wrestling on the undercard and happened to have gotten lucky with the best storyline they ever did at the same time. Now, you don't have the really great wrestling on the undercard and you don't have a storyline anyone cares about and you have no stars. And you didn't build the storyline like McMahon versus uh, Stone Cold was built. Like right. McMahon versus Stone Cold didn't just like you know, Vince McMahon yeah. did a promo one day and was like, I hate Stone Cold and right. we're going to fight each other for the next uh, uh, fiscal year. And this is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. the DC universe, dude. This is yeah, the, exactly. This is DC. The so we get back from the break and Bischoff's yelling at the, some of the mid range new blood dudes, Booker T, Hugh Morris, Bam Bam Bigelow, ask him where they were at. And they were like, well, we feel like we're not important in the new blood story and Bischoff sends them all away. Then the riot squad guys quit saying that the gig was supposed to be easy, but they all got beat up by a bunch of wrestlers, which seems like the gig. So 
So I don't know how they could be upset. At it's that. like the security guards, they have security on their shirt. They're like, you know, you wanted us to do security. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I, Hulk Hogan just keeps having Eric Bischoff's private phone line because the phone rings and Hogan's like, hey, brother, I'll be kicking your ass in about five minutes. <laughs> and then that they go to the ring. It was so obviously pre-recorded. <laughs> it was almost a, like a like a bit how obviously pre-recorded it was. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know how, like it, it, it was bad acting, obviously. So that would, that'll tip you off, but yeah. I don't know what in my brain. Cause I'm sure you heard it the same. Like, I don't know. I can't explain why it's so obviously pre-recorded, Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't do that that day. Like they, no. <laughs> you know I mean? no, that's, that's, uh, that's extra dialogue from high noon at Megan mountain. Dude. <laughs> Just, I'm gonna surprise you, brother. Uh, yeah. Colt and Tum Tum are coming over. <laughs> uh, Mark Madden says there are too many new blood members and not enough titles. But he says it like, "Oh, it's part of the storyline." No, that's someone should have brought that up before you did this storyline. <laughs> Give Mark Madden an award for stating the obvious. There's too many people in this story. Yeah. Uh, so then we get our first match. Sean, the perfect one, Stasiak versus Kurt Henning. Do you, do you see what they did, Andrew? Yeah, because you see back in the day, Kurt Henning, I don't know if you know this, Dusty. Oh. Uh, uh, let me put on my teacher I, hat. Let, let, me, let me let you know. Yeah. I do know a lot about wrestling. You do know but, a lot. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, this is kind of a little inside baseball. I actually, I, I saw this on the, on the forums earlier. Kurt Henning okay. used to wrestle under, with a gimmick called Mr. Perfect. What? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't always been Kern Hennig. He's he's always had that weird like grandma hair. Um uh-huh. <laughs> looks good when it's wet, but then it's just a disaster as soon as you lay a finger on him. But yeah. um yeah, he used to be Mr. Perfect. So now uh, Sean um, um aphrodisiac is coming out <laughs> and yeah. he is the perfect one, which is very oh. I don't know if it's very similar to Mr. Perfect. You know what it all it all makes sense now. Yeah, I don't think I it's suable. Like, I don't right. think you can like like I don't know if we're gonna have any litigation issues right here, but Mr. Perfect sure. is definitely gonna want to kick his ass. I right. mean, current uh, headaches. Uh, oh yeah. Um, if if you've created a bingo card at home, uh, you can cross out they brawl on the floor to start, uh, and referee gets bumped in this match. And honestly, <laughs> if you don't cross it out right now, it, you're going to have about 15 other chances to cross yep. that out over the course of this podcast. You're welcome. You'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Miss Hancock, Stacy Keebler comes out because fucking she the- hilarious name. Yeah. <laughs> fucking well, Hancock. Fucking. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah. Um, Stacy Keebler is so freaking hot. By the way. <laughs> she, yeah. She uh, she's is the incredible, best, isn't she? She's the best part of this show. Uh, I just, I've wanted to be George Clooney a lot of times in my life, right? Yeah. I like the sure. old brother where art thou? He got yeah. to meet fucking uh, John Torturo or whatever his fucking name is, uh, yeah. and hang out with Tim Blake Nelson. Yep. Uh, he got to he got to go to space with Sandy Bullock. Yep. But God damn it, he <laughs> he 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 was very close to Stacy Keebler quite often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Stasiak in about uh, four minutes hits an F five type move to yeah. win this match that no one cares about. Nope, that's another uh, thing. They don't pop for moves either. Like there's no, no pops at all. 
Well, that's because no one's seen Sean Stasiak wrestle. They don't know that's his move. They're like, here's one dude who we definitely know named Kurt Henning. Yeah. And then here's this dude. Yeah. The dude's not going to win this match. Nope. Wrong. Nope. Totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That is true. Cause in wrestling, like you kind of have to know the things that you cheer for, unless it's like something crazy, like, you know, edge tackling some motherfucker off the, off the, uh, was it Jeff Hardy? He tackled yeah, off the, off the uh, ladder. Me. Uh, it's, Cause if you, if you don't know wrestling and you see a spear spear looks cool, but it's not the, you don't know it's a finisher, right? Right. And, well, and no one's seen this move before. Yeah. So it's just a, a move. So uh, they immediately undercut Sean Stasiak by cutting to the back and Hulk Hogan and his bitch and charger show up and confront the police. And he uh, Hulk Hogan wins a staring contest with the police and they let him through. You can tell that Hulk dis- and this is p- fucking pissed me off. What Hulk is wearing right now pissed me off. And this is why. <laughs> Remember all the shit I said last last episode about how I like this Hulk Hogan. I like yep. this. I'm too old for this shit. Hulk Hogan not trying to be cool all the time. Not trying yep. to like dye his beard black and shit like that. Hulk Hogan shows up. I think it's a V-neck. I can't remember. It's a black t-shirt, right? It's, it's as yep. tight as can be. Giant wrapper cross necklace. Yep. And a a black cool guy bandana. Not like the Hulk Hogan, like, you know, I'm old and bald bandana. Like cool guy yeah. bandana. He looks like he is in an RB group. Snoop Dogg gave me this. Uh Snoop Dogg gave me this necklace, brother. Yeah. You think <laughs> you think you think this is a stupid necklace, brother? You, you ever heard of genuine? <laughs> Let me let me turn you on to a personal friend of mine, Fabulous. Yeah. I believe it's the young man's name. We have the same jeweler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it 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 just pissed me off so much. And then the the cops are like, "Oh, Mr. Hulk!" They're, all the cops are Don Knotts apparently. Oh, yeah. Mr. Hulk, we're told not to let you into the building. And he's like, "Listen, brother. <laughs> Either way, I'm gonna get in this building." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh." good point and they fucking move <laughs> and he just yeah, walks them, into the building they have guns they have dude, guns. <laughs> and tasers and probably mace whatever don't they, cool have to whoop their asses you know what i mean yeah. did stone cool ever beat up cops no he got arrested a few he's times stone cold respects the police if the yeah. police say no stone cold's like all right you cocksucker just put me <laughs> i wasn't yeah. ready to do I'll- the impression I'm gonna I'm gonna get out and whoop Vince's ass eventually, but right yeah. now, you know, uh, Austin three sixteen so. means uh, says uh, I might need some bail money. Yeah, <laughs> Austin three sixteen means call my bail bond. <laughs> uh, they so they follow Hogan and he's walking through the back like a badass, but again, like Spinal Tap, he can't find <laughs> where he's supposed to go, so they cut. And then they cut again whenever he's coming through the entrance way, through the side of the entrance. Because he's like, is it right here? No. Uh, is it over here then? And so they have to cut because he can't figure out where he's supposed to go. Yeah, it's and it's ridiculous. It's like ever, there's just people sitting there eating, just like yeah. uh, Hulk is back there. All right. <laughs> As you know, I'm fucking angry. Yeah, we yeah. know, Hulk, you're fucking angry. Uh, so then Hogan comes out and he just punches new star Sean Stasiak <laughs> and throws his ass out of the ring. Uh, over the top rope, and then yeah, Hogan, it, nobody cares about Stasiak anyway. You know, what I mean? no. Uh, and then Hogan says, uh, essentially that you can mess with the gimmick and the character of Hulk Hogan. Yeah. 
but now you've messed with Terry Bollea, the man. Yeah. And uh, that shit won't stand. Yeah, so, because because they've done so much work to let you know that wrestling's fake, that they're like, nobody's going to care about this storyline if they think it's all fake. So now yeah. we're going to go into the next layer of realdom, and then we're going to do the fake stuff with the Terry Bollea real character, and then they're going to realize that that guy's fake, so we got to make a different guy. No, this is the real Hulk Hogan. His name's yeah. Dan that's savage and yeah. he he's the new hulk hogan and this is actually real and then they you know they expose that as fake and they gotta go to the next right. layer of it you know it's the russian nesting dolls of glenn hulk trowbridge or something yeah. <laughs> so uh he he challenges kidman and kidman says he doesn't uh come running to hulk's request so if hulk wants him he's backstage uh and then hulk runs you should not show hulk hogan running it eliminates uh, any of the aura the man might have left because yeah, then, he's, then he's an old man. And in the promo, he's like, you guys might say that Hulkster's lost a step. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I've only lost half a step. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, you, you'd think he would be like, I haven't lost a guy. I'm just as guy. I would have beat my young ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. no, he knows he's lost a step. So yeah. it's like, I, they will not believe. <laughs> if I, not just believe say, a whole step. I haven't lost any steps. So if I say, maybe I'll say a half a step. Yeah. Uh, so then Jeff Jarrett's with Mean Gene, and he says that he heard the new blood guys complaining about opportunities. So tonight he's uh, hanging an open contract and again calls Mean Gene a Jurassic slap ass. Jurassic slap ass makes me laugh every time, Dusty. He shouldn't I, be your champion. I get it. But God yeah. damn it. With that uh, accent, bro. Yeah. Jurassic so. slap ass. Yeah. <laughs> um. Terry Funk, <laughs> Terry Funk comes out, and instead of showing Funk win the title last night, they just show Vince Russo screaming at Dustin Rhodes and firing him. Yeah, because this show is about Vince Russo and yeah. and Eric Bischoff. Yeah, it's a it's a buddy comedy about Russo and Bischoff, Ugh. and everyone else is a back is a like a side character. Yeah, uh, Terry Funk takes on the wall. Yeah. Uh, next, and Terry. It, it turns out his real opponent is the floor. <laughs> yeah, uh, Terry Funk tries to do a moonsault. Yep. It does not go well. I'm putting this on the wall, bro. He just he stood. <laughs> how far does he think Terry Funk can jump? Yeah, I you know. Uh, he's in the front row eating popcorn. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. hit me with this back. Yeah, he'll make, he's, he'll he's make it happen. Years old. <laughs> Terry uh, Funk hits his fucking legendary face, <laughs> just right clean on, the, on the ground. Yep. And he still uh, does the fake twitching thing. The Mark Madden had a good line here where he says Terry Funk is too old to be among decent people. That that yeah, made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, the wall power drives Terry Funk on the announce table. Hey. Don't power drive Terry Funk. Leave him alone. Listen, we recently heard that Terry Funk is dealing with some dementia. Yeah. The sky's blue, dog. <laughs> okay. Two plus two is four. Terry Funk's brain is not okay. Yeah. Uh, then they, they just walk around and brawl until they're backstage and some tables randomly land on the wall and Funk gets the win, but it might not have been an accident. Intrigue, Andrew. There's intrigue. Did you see <laughs> the stagehand, the random fucking employee on the other side of this table? Did you do you know who 
Like ultimately, it says because eventually it's going to be revealed. Right. I have an idea, but I don't think I know who for sure who it is. Okay. Uh, because it looked like I I, I rewound it like three or four times because it was hilarious. Where they're fighting under these tables that are set up in the dumbest way, and then a guy just looks around the tables at them to make sure that they're standing in the right place. Yeah. And then the tables fall and the guy's gone. So like, <laughs> I just imagine the guy like pushing the tables and as soon as he touches the tables, just running like a. <laughs> yeah, it's Terry Funk's son. It's uh, yeah. making sure that that he retains the. That's what it is. He's like, yeah. you f- if you're tr- if you're struggling, you fight him all the way over. You keep doing <laughs> that weird zombie walk thing that you always do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and just get him near the tables, pa, and I'll take care of the I'll rest. Take care of the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Adams and Clark are headed to the ring for their tag title shot, and Russo says there's a lot going on tonight, and that it's not a good night. So then they threaten Lu- Russo, but then they just leave him alone. Russo un- like dresses them down, and they're like, "Oh well, I'll- all right." D- Brian Adams is a gigantic man. Yep. They're both, pretty, Russo, they're both pretty big boys, aren't they? Yeah. Vince Russo's a writer. Mm-hmm. And yet, Listen, he, is, he, is, he, is, he is nonplussed. He's not even intimidated a little bit. Yeah, he should have been more scared. He definitely should have been more scared. And that's, the, that's what fucking sucks about most of this, is that they're never fucking scared of these guys. Like, yeah. I, uh, well, later on, uh, um, Bischoff like sprints away from Hulk Hogan. It's actually kind of funny, but yeah. uh, like a like a cockroach when the lights turn on. <laughs> but so often they're just not like he wasn't. Uh, Bischoff wasn't afraid of uh, of fucking Sid who stabbed a man like a lot of times, <laughs> yeah. and he was referencing the stabbing when he wasn't afraid of him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so Adams and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Brian Clark. They're a tag team called Chronic. And, we don't know that yet, but yes. Oh, are. okay. They eventually be a tag team. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll 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 address that once once we know. <laughs> okay. Uh. So then they show someone's hand signing the contract for Jeff Jarrett's open challenge tonight, and uh, he is none too pleased when he finds out who it is. More intrigue, Andrew. How could you turn the channel? Listen. <laughs> it's a pretty beefy hand. Yeah. Right? And uh, it makes an S. It makes and an it S. It definitely makes contract. an S. An S and like a C. And you're like, yeah. God, wonder who that is. Like it's it's <laughs> it's and it's it's such a boner kill. It's it's not anybody cool, and you never ever think it's gonna be somebody cool. <laughs> well, that's part of the problem. Is who could it be? Who could it be? Where you're like, oh shit, uh, because they've also so there's been. One nitro, the pay per view. Now this nitro. What could you look at in the past body of work to give you any hope or indication that it's going to be worth your time? Yeah, to figure out who signed the contract. Oh, this is definitely going to be good. And also, <laughs> there there have been only those those that few amount of shows, right? But there's been ninety wrestling matches. Uh, yeah. They're all you know thirty seconds long and shitty. But yeah. you, the wind has been taken out of every wrestler on this roster sales. Yeah. So none of nothing is going to be good unless they sign they sign somebody. But who's going to sign up for this? <laughs> yeah. The I, only uh... one that it could have been. This is the only thing. And I bet they had this in the back of their heads was Scott Hall. 
they were like they're gonna think it's scott hall oh i didn't even think about that i didn't until right now but even that that means it sucks because it took me fucking a day and a half and (laughs) your wrestling savant brain didn't think about it like yeah and it didn't happen so like it's not cool to like would they'll think it's this cool thing but it's actually going to be this shitty thing (laughs) right this this uh fucking buffed up fucking was better was it better in a tag team guy yeah was a needs his brother ass guy yeah. uh mean jeans with diamond dallas page and after last night ddp is all pissed off and he uh they made a match between him and mike awesome and he's gonna leave mike awesome lane and then he's gonna tear bish off a new ass no one on this show knows how to trash talk like they're they're all saying weird stuff about eric bischoff's ass they're gonna eat his ass they're gonna tear his ass fucking hogan i'm gonna eat his ass alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh they show some hockey people in the front row intrigue Uh, listen dude bob probert the guy who's on the far right that comes up a little bit later yeah genuine psychopath um there's a there was a uh Netflix documentary about him. Uh, you should look him up. He died at 45 years old, unfortunately. But I was sitting there bored out of my mind. And I was like, is that fucking Bob Probert? <laughs> Legendary enforcer Bob Probert. I can't name nine hockey players. Mark Messier, right. fucking Sidney Crosby. I can name some. But Bob Probert. <laughs> He gets my he's, fucking he he gets my blood moving. He's living rent free in your head. He's literally one of those guys like they used to uh uh bill hockey games like title fights because <laughs> if you fought if you rest if you uh, played against Bob Probert, your enforcer was going to have to fight Bob Probert. <laughs> yeah, and, I remember the 80s was big like Oh shit! The guy from the new, from the New Jersey Devils and the and Bob Probert are gonna have to fight. Yeah, and yeah. and Bob Probert usually won. But if you like, if you hung with Bob Probert, it was like something to put on your hat. And every once in a while, somebody got him. But there yeah. was like, there was a time when uh, a guy actually knocked out Probert, and the next time they fu- they faced the team, he was like, "Fuck." I'm going to have to fucking fight him again. Like <laughs> I, I can't not fight this guy. So Probert just kept coming at like the, the puck dropped Probert threw his gloves off and went straight after. So seeing Bob Probert on my screen, I'm, I'm, I was, I was more stoked to see Probert than fucking any of the wrestlers yeah. on this show. That and that and Stacy Keebler are the two reasons to watch this show. God damn Stacy Keebler. Uh, watch that <laughs> Netflix documentary. If you're listening to that, uh, the mama Luke's are in the ring. And they're supposed to wrestle the Harris brothers. There goes my boner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just Bob Probert beats the shit out of both Mama Luke's. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Get him. Uh, it's supposed to be the Harris brothers, but Clark's and but Clark and Adams beat them up on the way to the ring, and then they come in and they just they just beat the shit out of the Mamelukes. Uh, Adams hits a full Nelson slam. This is where they're announced that their tag team name is Chronic. And it's the same thing that the announcers always do, where they're like, we're hearing from the back, apparently this team is called Chronic. Why? How? How do you know that? Why do we not know that? Who did they tell? Like, yeah. were they like, hey, just so you know, could you let the announcers know we're calling ourselves Chronic? Uh, yeah. I know it's it's weird, but I, can you can you let them know? Why don't they say we are Chronic? 
when they the guy had a microphone in his fucking hand. Yeah, you would uh, think. Uh, then one of them hits another F5 type move, uh, which is the big 2000s energy, I guess. Yep. Uh, and they do their double choke slam to both Vito and Johnny the Bull, mm-hmm. which is their big double team move. Uh, do you remember what the name of this move is, Andrew? I don't know, bro. The fucking the chronic. Oh. It's called the high times. The chronic 2001. Oh, because of fucking <laughs> yeah, weed. because of yeah. weed. Okay, but they spell chronic with a K, dude. Oh, do they really? <laughs> if I remember, it's a K on both ends. Double K. Hold on, I gotta look this up. Brian Adams, wrestler. You're probably correct because it's yeah. Eric Bischoff had something to do with this fucking horseshit. So while you're looking that up, yeah, uh, keep Adam- going. Adam screams a promo to Russo. Wait, Brian uh, Adams is crush. Yeah. <laughs> and the other guy was Adam Bomb. So uh in WWF. Fuck. Um all right. Well, by the way, I think Chronic could be over. I don't hate Chronic. I, right. I bet you're surprised it, by this. At this point, they're big. They 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 don't totally suck. Like they they're they're mean looking. Right. And but well, it is two K's, and it's yeah. the 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 second K. It's K R O N I K, and the second K is capitalized as well for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and mostly they haven't been involved in, as a team in ten thousand matches that end in disqualification yet. <laughs> so, like you could you you kind of still care about what could true. happen with maybe these guys. Maybe these guys are like <laughs> Yeah, maybe somebody will get a goddamn pin on this. Show. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he, they call everybody in the back sissies at a weenie roast. Yeah, and, I don't get that one. Like sissies, uh, they're shaking like sissies at a weenie roast. Like I understand uh, most, like even offensive jokes because I think that's supposed to be kind of offensive. I don't know, right. but uh, yeah, <laughs> sissies but, are like at a place where they're making hot dogs and they're like, I'm too fucking scared of the fire. Maybe? Terrified of, maybe that's my wiener on the right on the, on the riddle. Uh, they say anyone who faces them will have chronic pain, take a chronic beating, and live a chronic nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. And then their music hits, and it's just chronic. And how'd they get music for him so fast? that's what the thing he told somebody backstage by the way we're chronic can you play this for me and he had a little tape this is a bob seger live album just play it Uh, flip it the other side oh man i was gonna listen to uh what's that what's the bob seger song turn the page turn the page night moves night moves is the best one for me no cat man dude (laughs) chronic that's what it should have been Ah, ah. Oh. well that's it for the podcast there it is yep. uh then we get vampiro good thing about vampiro vampiro has good music he has a good theme and he has a cool entrance yeah you know i don't i don't hate the guy like I, yeah he's one uh, i think he's one of the better things about all this terrible shit you know yeah uh while he's cutting his promo there's an audience member who just screams loser at, at Vampiro and he goes Sting is a loser yeah. that's, it's like, I'm not a loser you sons of bitches yeah. uh, uh, he says another that he promo ta- the crowd does not pay attention to no uh, he says that he tasted Sting's blood and smelled his fear 
and at Slamboree. Uh, he previously only allowed himself a sip, but then he's going to swallow Sting whole. I, something to that effect is weird. Uh, I don't like all this, like, the, I'm doing major air quotes, guys. Clever wordplay in yeah. it's 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 as old it's it's as old as wrestling like uh, th- there's so much of that in wrestling but it's never good you know what i mean like it's the the yeah. chronic pain and chronic you know all that shit it's yeah. it's this it's and it's i've seen a lot of it in wcw uh, well and earthquake like look out <laughs> for the fucking uh aftershocks and there's right. gonna be you're gonna be a tremor and and i'm you know all that stuff is like I know it's old yeah. school wrestling stuff, but I, I hate it. I've never thought like, oh, that was a good promo when somebody's doing yeah. it. Uh, so Sting repels down from the uh, from the ceiling during this promo, but he has to unhook himself from his like cord. And Vampire's just standing there while he's doing it. And I'm like, why don't you just fucking jump on him, dude? <laughs> he's stuck. Bro code, dog. Yeah. If, if, if a bro Man. comes from the rafters, you got to let that bro get <laughs> off his apparatus. Uh, uh, miss, miss you, Owen. Because yeah. if, 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 if that wasn't written in, we're doing releases, we're doing quick releases. Yeah, we know what I happened guess. when we did quick releases. That's very true. Uh, then, um, remind me, Andrew, what the point of the Millionaires Club New Blood storyline in theory would be to promote the new guys uh kind yeah but oh i I was gonna say to support the and i i genuinely thought this was what it was the new blood well to promote the new guys yeah but the new guys being the new writers like well (laughs) that's how it it seemed like it was i'm not seriously it seems like that's how it was presented where the new blood are the people who represent bischoff and uh and Russo, russo even though they're still acting. I mean, because the, the, what you're saying is true as well, where like even Buff Bagwell is just straight up pretending he hasn't been in this organization for years. Right. He wasn't on the old guy team fucking three years ago. You know what right. I mean? So he wasn't like, previously in the NWO. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's both things. But like, I don't know, man, who cares? Well, <laughs> so then Sting just proceeds to go to whooping Vampiro's ass with the bat like hardcore yeah like yeah and he keeps he keeps calling him boy which i don't know that i uh, particularly nah, enjoy there's there's worse boys later yeah well yeah there's worse boys but later. <laughs> uh so like why do i care about vampiro vampiro got no offense against a dude that he called a tired old loser and sting just kicked the ever-loving shit out of him yeah <laughs> Uh, but the, the, they did have the, you know, Vampiro at least went over like the last time uh, Vampiro kind of went over by fucking over uh, Sting last time. I know it was trickery, trickeration right. uh, coming yeah. through the coming through the floor of the ring. But he had his thing. I think it's OK that Sting came and whooped his ass um, because there, there's room for if if you put a guy level with Sting, then. That's still kind of put the guy over because Sting's sick. You know what I mean? You can't. Right. You just can't have Sting whoop his ass every time. Right. Well, uh, he also beat Vampiro the previous night in the tournament. <laughs> 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 and not to discount your point, I agree with your point. About that. <laughs> <laughs> so he, anytime that it's just the two of them straight up, where Vampiro's not appearing 
yeah. uh, out of the mist. Yeah. He's got nothing. He's got is, no <laughs> offense. That is a good point. It is, it, yeah. it is a, a eerily similar to Billy Kidman versus Hogan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Hogan's backstage just a grumbling away. <laughs> Old man yells at Cloud. Fabulous. And then Jeff Jarrett's freaking out about who signed the contract. So Russo says that he'll handle it. And then we get to DDP uh, taking on Mike Awesome. So uh, I, again, will contend Mike Awesome does some cool stuff. He does a top rope cross body to the floor onto DDP. That's very impressive. Uh, but then DDP uses a chair. They mention the lax D- DQ rules. Uh, and then Canyon comes out and Mike Awesome beats him up and gets a table. And while he's getting the table, you want to guess what happened, Andrew? Ref bump. Close. Disqualification. <laughs> Disqualification. <laughs> Once again, Phil God Atcher damn it, I flipped a card. coin. <laughs> yep. That's so awesome goes to powerbomb Canyon through the table. But Kevin Nash, who has suddenly miraculously healed from his ankle injury, shows up and he power bombs Mike Awesome through a table. So thanks for coming, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> thanks got... for leaving. Is Canyon the Dave Grohl guy that interferes in like fucking every match in these two shows? <laughs> yeah, that's Mortis, dude. That's the guy who used to be. That's Mortis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Canyon's way better than Mortis. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, so then they show Vince Russo trying to talk sense to somebody, right? Uh, but we don't know who it is. And Tank Abbott is walking and Mark Madden is freaking out about it. So we get Buff and Shane Douglas backstage with Mean Gene. Uh, they're at Slamboree. They announced they're doing Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger again. Yeah. I have to watch Buff versus Lex Luger again. I know. I know. I, was, I started laughing when he said that because it just gave me fucking 1997 flashbacks. And that was the one that was the thing about 1997 that you just kept getting pissed off about. <laughs> Two and a half years later, we jumped forward, and I still got to watch fucking Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger. Uh, they announced Shane Douglas versus Flair at Slamboree. I think Shane Douglas does another good promo here. Yeah. Uh, and he challenges Lex Luger, and Luger accepts. He's just but about if, the best promo in the, in the company right now. It's Shane uh, yeah, of everybody. I mean, he's serious. He sounds like he means what he's saying. Uh, it just, then, you know, then the match happens. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in this match, if Russo interferes, Flair and Luger become the tag team champions. Yes. That's so that's where we end up. Um, I do great idea, by the way. Great idea, Luger. Good job. Just yeah. saying spe- specifying Vince Russo and not saying if anybody interferes. Just yeah. a fucking great job. <laughs> I love when people leave obvious <laughs> openings into these things, because especially a crafty veteran like fucking Lex Luger has been in the yeah. industry for a long time. Been fucked over by Eric Bischoff a million times. Just never yeah. learns his lesson. I'm so glad about that. <laughs> um, I will say I will give Hayden them- church looking. <laughs> <laughs> I will give them credit. For this one thing, they are setting up the match card for Slamboree early. They're letting you know what's happening, uh, and it's a continuation mostly of Slam of the Spring Stampede feuds. And so, well, and and one thing, and this, and I think this is Russo credit. To be honest, uh, it's yeah. there's there's incomprehensible. There's too many stories happening, but there are more stories happening than two. Like, that is true. 
there are there are more stories it's it's i still like it's it's bad in different ways than nwo there are certain things about this that are even better than the nwo storylines in my opinion and at least people have some of them not all of them some of them have reasons they're wrestling each other yeah uh tank abbott comes out and again he's challenging goldberg uh but uh, like you mentioned tank abbott that he i suppose in 1999 2000 he strikes an intimidating presence because you know he's a legit fighter and he's not people People loved him yeah right when you have him talk all of that goes away man he's just selling the shit out of this fight isn't he people are just not going to be able to like they can't control themselves with how well that tank abbott is selling this fight with fucking gold he can't read and (laughs) it's it seems like he's reading even though he's not reading so like he's like i'm gonna kick your ass and he's he's the kid do you ever did you I, I was I, I wasn't a, I didn't mean to be like a dickhead when I was a kid, but if I was in class sixth grade or before and there was a kid who had to sound all the words out because they couldn't read, right. I would if they took too long, I would just fucking tell them what the word was like. Right. They'd be like, and I'd be like sanctuary. And it, I'm yeah. like, I wanted to do that for fucking. Yeah. So but like they could have just done. There's a match happening with a whole bunch of who gives a shit guys. Tank Abbott comes out and he just wrecks all their shit. The other problem was Tank Abbott can't wrestle like at all. And so you can't have him. Even my idea is bad because you can't have him come out and wrestle a bunch of guys because all he can do is hit a knockout punch on people. So you can't have him do that on six dudes or whatever. Like there are probably ways you could get Tank Abbott over, but having him come out and cut cold promos on a guy that's not showing up pretty long ones and then doing this walk around to try to find somebody's at who's asked to beat uh yeah it's yeah. no good you, you can't the problem yeah like you said you can't put him in with you can't put because what a lot of people would do is like um like put him in with jobbers or something like that you can't do that maybe pre-recorded shit where like he's being um he's being uh um coached you know what yeah. I mean? Or somebody's holding his hand through these things or like, well, um, you can get more, you can get more takes, have him in a training ring and show him kicking the shit out of dudes. Yeah. Or backstage. Like, you know, he, uh, somebody's standing there just hanging out by the fucking water cooler and take Abbott comes up and hits him with a trash can because yeah. that's, e- that's easier to work than him, than him trying to throw fake punches or like everybody he grabs, he just, slams him into the apron as soon as he grabs him and um do something like that and just have him go where are you goldberg i'm coming you know what i mean like yeah let him scream some of the other people who scream is annoying but like let him because he can't talk or or in the year 2000 i'm sure ufc could have used some money pay for clips of tank abbott just fucking sleeping guys in the ufc and show that stuff and then tell and then be like Goldberg, I'm coming for your ass next. You're the one who's next. Whatever. Like, or give, if you're give get- him a manager. You, yeah. you don't hire anybody who's fucking who can talk. His manager would have to be Shane Douglas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, uh, so he goes and he grabs the president of the Blackhawks or the owner, and he has him, he has him like upside down, like he's gonna pallet drive him. What's that upside he, down uh, position in the uh, on the turnbuckle? What do they call that? The, the the tree of woe. 
Yeah, he's got him in yeah. the in the tree of woe, but he's holding him in the tree of woe. It's not like he's not in the turnbuckle. He's he his his legs are over. Uh, uh, he's he, it's missionary. He's got him in he's like standing missionary. <laughs> yeah, and then he slams his stomach into the apron, and I was like, that can't feel good. That guy probably didn't sign up for that shit. No, <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Uh, and then uh, who's our who's our hockey guy? Bob Probert. Bob Probert jumps in the ring and they have a bunch of people separate him. Give me that fight. I pay money to see Tank Abbott fight Bob, Bob Probert. It's the one time my, if I were in a whoop like my, that would have been the one uh, blood, the uh, uh, heartbeat spike of this entire show. I was like, is Bob yeah. Probert going to like fake fight <laughs> Tank Abbott right here? Cause this would be awesome to see. And yeah. Probert just kind of throws him away and they like, like kind of grabs him and like pushes him away. And nothing happens. Yeah. Like, how is there no? Because they don't want. It would be stupid, in my opinion. Well, one thing I was scared of, I was like, they're not gonna have, they're not gonna put Tank Abbott over fucking Bob Probert, are they? Probert comes out and Tank Abbott just whoops his ass, and then Eric Bischoff comes out and fucking sits on Probert's face. And puts his <laughs> but also, they shouldn't have Bob Probert just whoop Tank's ass. But no. If they could have worked like a back and forth, like they're punching each other and then the cops come, that would have been sick. But like neither of them are wrestlers. So anyway. Yeah. And what's the upside? Like uh, Tank Just Abbott. a fun moment. That's the only thing. Yeah. If it's, but, if it's straight up, I think it's, a, I think it's fine for it to be a tie in my opinion. Um, yeah. But you're like, it's not going to go anywhere. So you just have them separate, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then we get a 1-800-CALL-ATT commercial. What a time uh, for collect call numbers yeah, in the early 2000s. We used, to, uh, we used to know a guy who was in prison. That was the only collect calls we did. It'd be like, <laughs> collect call from him. He'd be like, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, from the Tehachapi State Penitentiary or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get a nitrogirls.com promo. One of the girls on the Nitro Girls website is named Chiquita. Yeah. I don't like that. They were they were all gross stripper names, and one of them yeah. was Stacy Keebler, and I can't remember yeah. what her name was. Uh, Sky, Sky, yeah, S K Y E. Yeah, it's the porn Sky. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like all. There's a lot of stupid names, but uh, it was very gross. Yeah, very um, sticky floor. A lot of hairspray. So it smells like cigarettes and d- disappointment. Like, yeah, is not it was like gross. It. Yeah. Uh, Russo is still trying to get Jarrett out of his title match, but Jeff Jarrett volunteered to put the contract out there. It was Russo's so, idea, bro. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Lex Luger takes on Shane Douglas. Uh, and the th- thing I was mostly excited for was if I was in Kansas City that Friday, I could have met Sid Vicious at an on sale event for WCW. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, uh I, I wrote Luger specifies that Russo can't interfere. Buff Bagwell interferes. Worst deal in the history of deals. <laughs> Dude, Buff Bagwell does his whole ass entrance. Yeah, like he doesn't he even. Yeah. He's Dude, the finger gun thing. Guns. It's, yeah. it's too good to not do. So yeah. y- you have to do it. I'm, and, and I'm glad he did it. God damn it. Uh, there's a low blow right in front of the referee. Uh, and then they think Sting. The, there's a fake Sting. We thought we were done with fake Stings. Not today, dude. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so I was like the fucking another fake sting. They didn't learn well, they didn't learn any lesson. 
right. That's your Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger. <laughs> yeah. Sting. Yeah, and th- that really is. Like, I'm sick of yeah. fucking fake Sting. So they think Sting's it's... sick of fake Sting. <laughs> yeah, you're doing fake it, me again. It hurts his gimmick. Well, it hurts uh, his merch sales because nobody wants to be like, you know, you buy something, they're like, is that Sting or fake Sting? <laughs> yeah. Are you, oh, you're the fake Sting. Man? Yeah. Uh. The so it turns out that the fake sting attacks Shane Douglas swerve and uh it's and then the fake sting just jumps in the ring but nobody does anything about it like the security's fine everybody's fine they don't I mean I know that they know it's Ric Flair but you would think it would again discourage people just jumping in the ring yeah but or at least at least like fake that you're gonna do something about it, you know. There's the, the riot police are in the building. Right. Well, they weren't, but they they were they they were meant to be in the building. Yeah. So, uh, fake sting on masks. Of course, it's Ric Flair, and then there's another there's another DQ. And after that, of course, Russo, a uh, hero that he is, comes out and he saves the wrestlers. Yep. So because the wrestlers need him. I wrote that. The Russo yep. comes in to help because the wrestlers need him. Yeah, uh, Vince. We go, we go backstage, and Hogan finds the Hummer right as we go to break, and we that's come his, back. From... <laughs> Hogan the finds name. the Hummer. That's the name of his fucking sex tape. Uh, we and then we come back from the break, and we're just in the middle of again Hulk Hogan kicking the daylights out of Billy Kidman. <laughs> Kidman's got nothing. Well, something really accurate was said during this match. Did you write it down? Uh, I don't have any notes of what uh, Mark Madden, said, so. and I don't know if he said this to be like uh, to to uh, say what everybody was thinking, but he said, "We don't wrestle anymore in WCW." Oh yes, he's but then he said, "We fight, we fight." But, yeah, yeah, but that's also uh, also untrue. Yeah. So the they're fighting, and then of course Tori Wilson tries to attack Hogan with a board, and Hulk Hogan. Straight up looks like he's gonna punch Tori Wilson. Yeah, he chokes. He chokes a woman. Yeah, uh, and he's the baby face. Yep. Uh, and imagine if, he... if Murtaugh choked a woman. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going. I'm still That's... going with. I'm too old for this shit. Right. <laughs> I can. Uh, Riggs will uh, choke a woman. Yeah, Riggs will choke a woman. <laughs> yeah, but he is off his rocker. So <laughs> uh, by his own rules. Yeah. The so then. Hogan just picks up Billy Kidman, throws his ass in a dumpster, which is uh, got to be a metaphor for something. The tallest uh, dumpster I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you then don't get taller dumpsters. <laughs> and then he goes for Bischoff and Bischoff's just kind of off camera, like creepily watching Billy Kidman get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, it's weird. It and weird. Hogan turns his attention to him. So Bischoff tries to get in the Hummer. But he can't. The Hummer won't start. So, like you said, he fucking t- hightails it out of there. It's fine. Uh, it, yeah, that he just runs away. And then, of course, the Hummer immediately starts up for Hogan. Yeah. And he drives it into the dumpster like two or three times. And they're freaking out. They're like, Billy, that's going to kill Billy Kidman. Well, it's not even dent in the dumpster, dude. It's fine. No, it's just he's moving the dumpster a little bit. Like, they, yeah. Kidman, Kidman is, he could have. He could have been with a with a Fabergé egg in there. Like it, it, <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing's gonna happen to Billy Kidman. Yeah, uh, but we come back from break and we're both wrong because they're doing they're putting Kidman on a backboard 
out of the dumpster. If I was Kidman, I'm like, can't you just, can I just be on the stretcher when we come back from break? You have to take me out of the dumpster again. Nah, dog. <laughs> no, we have to show that the Hulkster three in there again. There's, like, there's a, the poor soul who had to like climb into the dumpster. I think this is a gimmick dumpster because all of the, uh, there's a bunch of graffiti on the dumpster and it just, yeah. it, it looks brand new. Like all of the graffiti looks brand spanking new. Like yeah. I bet there was paint on the Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in this dumpster. Uh, but it's also super tall. So, so one of the paramedics had to get into the dumpster and then hold Billy Kidman like above his head to get him yeah. out of this dumpster. They probably had a step stool that he was standing on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so now it's finally time figure out who jeff jarrett's gonna wrestle you waited the whole show big payoff scott steiner yeah here comes scott steiner who i don't even know that he can why is he mad he's the u.s champion so it's not like opportunities passed scott steiner by i don't like scott steiner <laughs> you don't like this scott steiner or I, don't, scott steiner. I don't like that he took the steiner brothers away from us okay but i also yeah. don't like in like i don't like his i don't like his gimmick that he's buff I don't like how buff he is. I don't like the veins. I don't like that he comes out with the the girls. I forgot that he calls himself the big bad booty daddy, and I yep. hate that. I don't <laughs> like anything about him. Like the things that were cool about him back in the day were that he didn't talk much, and he was fucking athletic. He can't yep. move anymore. No, uh, he's he's like you... a Homer when he gets too fat and he can't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you also know that uh, Big Papa Pump is your hookup? fine for what for what for what scott <laughs> steroids obviously steroids obviously steroids yeah um so scott steiner comes out and jeff jarrett may be the world champ but scott steiner's whooping his ass yep so he hits him with a gorilla press slam this is the best this is the best match it is on this show and this match sucks it's uh, we it's saw gonna... ddp versus mike awesome on this show yeah uh, Jeff Jarrett hits a top rope body press. Uh, then Scott Steiner puts Jeff Jarrett in the Steiner recliner. And for some reason, mm-hmm. Booker T comes out yep. and scissor kicks Scott, Scott Steiner for a disqualification. And that's the end of the main event. That's your world title match. Yeah. And Booker T's like, you're welcome, punk. And leaves. Yeah. Uh, Hogan is then seen chasing Eric Bischoff and he's got Bischoff in the ring. And as he's getting in, in the ring, Bret Hart shows up for some unknown reason. And he gets in the ring and it's Bischoff in the corner, Hogan next to him. And then Hart behind them. And, uh, Hart's got a chair in his hand. Hart's got a chair and they go to black. It's the end of the show. Yeah, so Bischoff's back is against the corner. Hogan's like punching him and looking back. He keeps looking back to Hart and he's like, oh, no, no. look at this. Did you see him? Did you see him? Yep. And like hits him again. Hart reaches back and the fucking show ends. This is the second time we've seen <laughs> Bret Hart. The yep. first time we saw Bret Hart, he was just inexplicably standing behind somebody. Who was it? It was like the the bosses, right? He was standing behind. Yeah, he he showed up behind the bosses, and he was in the crowd on that show. And then the show ends. He's just standing yep. there. And the show ends. And this one, he because this is, I don't know if they did this. I don't know if they did the cliffhanger on purpose. I'm guessing they did. Yeah. But they um, 
I don't know if you met, remember during the show, they were like, we are going to be allowed to go over uh, time yeah, if, we're going if, past if 1030 to. tonight. So yeah. I'm, I was wondering if they uh, that's how it worked, like they got cut right before that. But I don't think that's what it was. I think obviously I think they they wanted the cliffhanger. They wanted you to wonder who Bret Hart hit with this chair, even though it's goddamn obvious <laughs> what he's going to do, who Bret Hart's going to hit with this chair. No, it's in- intrigue. Andrew, Monday night intrigue. Man, I just can't wait to see if Eric Bischoff is going to take a full steel chair swing <laughs> to the front of his face. Yeah. Oh, I just, uh, I, it's, I, I bet he does it. I bet Eric Bischoff, who everything that's ever hit him has been gingerly. Because <laughs> you could tell Bret Hart was swinging that thing. He was yeah. mad at whoever he hit that with. It, yeah. He, uh, he doesn't like Terry. For, for the record on this show, uh, the match at lengths were three minutes, 47 seconds, four minutes, 58 seconds, two minutes and 39 seconds, three minutes and 41 seconds. And our main event, they built the whole show uh, around three minutes and 27 seconds. A lot of these, to be fair, we were saved by that bell. Um, <laughs> yes, that is yeah. true. It's a wrestling show. It is a wrestling show. But if your wrestlers suck, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, I, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I Because, again, on the on the other side, I have, I have some notes. It's eerily similar. So everybody's way more over. Everybody's better. And yep. you could do, I think they did in the WWF, they did longer late matches, like longer main events and shit. Because yeah. they actually had competent, like, well, they had storylines that people cared about. Yep. And it was The Undertaker and Stone Cold and Mankind and yep. Triple H and all these people. Uh, Triple H was hurt, but you know what I mean? That group of guys. Yeah. Um, but now it's Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And Scott Steiner can't move. <laughs> and uh, nobody cares about Jeff Jarrett. No. And Jeff Flat Jarrett nuts. is. <laughs> uh, so we move to the 424 uh, edition of Nitro. They recap the Millionaires Club kicking everybody's ass last week. And then, do you want to know whose side Bret Hart is on? Well, they rolled the cameras and they'll show you that footage right after this. Yeah. Yeah. First, we got to sell you some Pine Saw. Uh, they open the show with Sting and Vampiro fighting in the back. Vampiro lays out Sting with a pipe. And then they're just like, all right, well. Fuck yeah, he did, bro. Yeah. That's usually what Chronic was going to do, right? Yeah, that's fucking. He t- took a took a gravity bong rip right to the head. Dude. Straight to the dome, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, Sting's been possibly murdered anyway. Terry Funk is taking on Bam Bam Bigelow in our first match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sting's died attack- a million times. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bigelow attacks him in the aisle way, and then the cat runs out and hits a fl- they call it a flip heel kick on Bam Bam Bigelow, and then Terry Funk pins him. It's a cartwheel kick. Um, that's not they call it a flip wheel, like you said, yeah, uh, yeah. A flip heel kick. It was actually pretty dope. 
like the cat knows karate. <laughs> they they timed it up pretty well. Like yeah. Like I think Funk was Funk was on the ground with a uh, with a trash can on top of him because it's, yep. it's Terry Funk. Like I feel like Terry Funk just walking around his house every once in a while. There's just a trash can on him now. Um, yep. But Funk's on the ground with a trash can on top of him. Ernest Gat Miller comes in. Bam Bam Bigelow has, I believe, a steel chair. He does, and he turns around to hit Terry Funk with the chair, and right when he turns around, Ernest Cartwheel kicks, I believe he Cartwheel kicks the chair into Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Who is now rendered unconscious. Yeah, and Terry Funk wins, continuing the story of uh, them not being able to get the hardcore title off of Terry Funk. So, Which I like the idea of that story. Um, yeah. I don't I, I, I think uh, the fact like we want that's the one guy that we can't rig things against, which is weird, though, because that's how they did that. The WWF authority figures when they were trying to get the shit off of people. But they're all they're all, always admitting that they just write these fucking finishes yeah. so they could just write it out. Anyway, no, you can't control Terry I, Funk. Dude. I, I know that is true. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, then the cat demands that they play his music and he dances. Yeah. Uh, and then they go to an on screen where poor Tony Schiavone has to try to make sense of the Hogan Kidman Bischoff storyline. And then they show Bret Hart at the end of last week's nitro, uh, as you accurately predicted, blasting Hulk Hogan in the head with a chair. Why? Mm-hmm. Did Bret Hart do that? No one knows. Because <laughs> th- that's fucking Eric Bischoff, by the way, that Bret Hart does this. You think so? Bret, uh, Eric Bischoff wants all the cool free agents on his side. Always. Okay. Yeah. If there's, they, he will establish another side because there has to be another side. Yeah, but if there's somebody coming to one side, <laughs> best yeah. believe they're coming to Eric Bischoff's side. That's true. Uh, so no, it doesn't fucking make sense no, for somebody no. like Bret Hart to be on the new blood side. Be on the new blood side, man. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Kidman and Tori Wilson come out, and Kidman is his ribs are all wrapped up. He's he's beat to hell, and he. Uh, wants to fight Hulk Hogan again, bro. The dream is over. You gotta let it go, homie. He was like, "What did he say?" He said something like, "I told you to meet me in the parking lot, and what you showed was that you—I can't even remember what he said, but it's like, dude, he met you in the parking lot. He beat yeah. the dog shit out of you, tried to kill you with a car, but he yeah. beat you up first. They're like, what did he show other than, yeah, I'll meet you in the parking lot and I'll beat you up. Yeah, uh, and then he says." At Slamboree, you can bring uh, the yellow, and I'll bring the red. Your blood. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. And then, and then they go backstage, and while he's cutting the promo, Bischoff shows up, and he's like, "What the hell's Kidman doing in the ring? Is he challenging Hogan? Don't challenge Hogan. <laughs> you yeah. have no faith. You have no faith in your guy uh, at all." It's so, the Hulkster, bro. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Norman Smiley, who I also like, he's with Vince Russo, and he's trying to get Russo to uh, let him challenge for the hardcore title. And Russo says that he can get a partner, and then they'll both wrestle Terry Funk at Slambury. Yeah. 
And Norman Smiley says, I know who I got. I got the perfect guy for it. So intrigue. Intrigue. We're yeah, building I, it. Yeah. I I uh I like this and I like um that I, I just like Norman Smiley for some reason, I think. Yeah, he like he's got some sort he's he's got likability, you yeah. know. Uh but it's I I don't like that he's talking to Vince Russo because that probably means whatever's gonna happen, I'm gonna hate. So yeah, it's gonna stink. It's definitely gonna stink. Yeah. Uh so Jeff Jarrett comes out and David Arquette is in the crowd, star of ready to rumble. Important for later. Uh Jeff Jarrett says he's gonna beat Diamond Dallas Page in the triple cage. Slam anniversary or not slam anniversary at slamery, and then Kim has papers for him, so they call DDP out. And every like they're trying to be like, What kind of papers would she have for Diamond Dallas Page? And, come on, bro. Also, I don't care, I don't care yeah. at all. Me neither. Who cares? Like, why would you care? You know, <laughs> right? And like, because nobody cares about Kimberly, like, she's probably right. a nice lady. Like, I'm not right. shitting on this person, but like. No, why would we care about Kimberly? But also, I fucking really don't like that Eric Bischoff ended up with the girl. I don't like it. Yeah, it's, because it's so Eric Bischoff for this to happen. It's he's the gonna, same thing with Liz. Remember, exactly. he had Elizabeth. Yeah, he ends up stealing your girl because he's cool. He's yeah. cooler than you, so he steals your girl because Eric Bischoff lives in like 1960s fucking going steady horse shit yeah god uh, i hate so, eric bischoff holy shit do i hate eric bischoff so kimberly calls the fans marks she's using the inside terms here uh and she wants a divorce from ddp and ddp's like uh, ddp is i love ddp he's not great in this segment he keeps going like what do you mean babe oh you want a divorce is that what you want babe oh okay is that what you're telling me? And uh, like, but they're not giving him anything. What do they get? The, they're giving him. What's nothing. he supposed to do about this? Is he? Is, you can't have him get on his knees and start crying right. because that fucking kills his character. You can't, can't have him. try to beat her up. Obviously, yeah, because that's bad. Like, so he goes after Bischoff, and then Canyon, or I'm sorry, then uh, Jarrett hits him with the guitar, and then David Arquette jumps in, and then Canyon comes out. Uh, and Bischoff is getting attacked by Arquette, and in they all and the heels bail, and it's Canyon, Arquette, and DDP in the ring. And Bischoff can't believe that David Arquette has done this to him, so he calls him Mister Courtney Cox. Uh, so good, dude. It's like when McGregor told Poirier that his wife is his husband. It was, it's such a good yeah. fucking insult. I can't believe That's... how good of an insult it is. Burn. You're oh, married man. to a really popular and uh, powerful actress. Take that, David Arquette. Your wife has a say in the in the situ- in in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they challenge each other to a fight, and David Arquette unfortunately utters the eternal words that will be forever engraved uh in history uh tonight eric bishop i'm a 1-800 kick your butt yeah he does say that <laughs> because he's the 1-800 collect guy yeah and i didn't know that i, yeah. I there was there was a, a sign but one, the only thing that gave me a little bit of it was there was a sign in the crowd that said 1-800 cox yeah uh, the that's for a different number actually yeah i know uh, that's that's how you talk to sky and 
Yeah. Uh, so if Arquette wins, if he beats Eric Bischoff, DDP and Jeff Jarrett will have a title match because Bischoff is drunk uh, on his own embarrassment. So he's he's making matches uh, against his own interests at Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Um, so Chronic, Chronic come out and they confront Russo and tell him that they're going to give him that title match. Uh, and then again, Vince no sells chronic he's like don't talk to me that way fucking sit your ass down and listen to what i'm going to tell you and they're like okay and the, <laughs> I, that's and that's the that's not that's the thing like you're putting them you're 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 not putting them over in two you're burying them in two ways one you're burying yeah. them because uh they don't intimidate russo at all two you're right. burying them because if they were a good tag team or like if they were a viable, like if they were a right. hot commodity, Russo would want them to be in a fucking tag match. Right. Right. Well, and technically I guess they're, they're in the new blood. So if one new blood be- team beats the other new blood team, isn't that also what you're going for? Especially since the other new blood team has buff Bagwell in it, who is playing a coward. Like yeah. they're well, and and uh, the other guys playing a coward too, Douglas. Uh, yeah. So like, I'm not saying they stink. Like I like Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas. I like both of those guys, but they are playing cowards who are an insufficient tag team. So like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe these guys just want some. Maybe maybe the story is Russo just wants somebody he can boss around or something like that. But I don't know how much they thought about this. Yeah. Um. So then Jarrett is backstage with Bischoff yelling at him, asking if uh. It's she if he's out of his mind, and then he just says, "It's David Arquette. What's the worst that can happen?" Yeah. Uh, and then they want to talk to Billy Kidman, and then now Sting is back up, uh, and he's looking for Vampiro. And I wrote, "Man, I'm glad that there are like a ton of cameramen backstage to just capture all of this various activity. It happened well, to be right in the right place, you know." They're just everywhere, man. They yeah. they, they they double the security guards. Uh. <sighs> Next, we have Chris Candido and Tammy Cinch. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then she asks if everyone missed her in like a weird, I think she's going for like a Marilyn Monroe, like yep. Mr. President sexy yep. voice. But she's okay. slurring her words like a mm. motherfucker. And yeah. The crowd and then, is not reacting at all. No. And she's like, I know what everyone wants. And she takes her robe off and she's wearing a tank top and a skirt which like she doesn't look bad but it's like not (laughs) she just looks like she's walking around you know and and it got a fucking zilch from the crowd no change at all in what the crowd there was no like thing it's gross uh yeah i don't like it yeah uh the artist and paisley come out and the announcers are like if sting finds vampiro we will straight up cut away from this match to, yeah. to find find out what's happening backstage. We, we just got to show Sonny in a thong. That's all we have to show. So as, soon, yeah. as long as we show that at some point during this, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, oh, good, a mixed tag. Uh, Can't wait. The artist, like Andrew said, tries to suplex Tammy, mostly as an excuse so that she can show her butt. Uh, and then Candido accidentally runs into Paisley and then Tammy pins her after like a long time and just gets the pin to no reaction. Tammy stands over her gyrating oddly. Yeah. 
over over it. I don't know. And then she likes very like clearly <laughs> sexually sits on top of her. Yeah. And gets a, she she knows how to work it, baby. Uh, yeah. But she uh, th- that was a joke. I mean, not a joke, but that was <laughs> I was being facetious. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and then the, the match is just fucking over. It was it, I did not feel good watching that. No. Uh, and then Sting comes out and he just straight up beats up Chris Candido, which again is another new guy who's the champion of one of your divisions. Don't doesn't matter. Is there a reason for this? Is Candido like friends with, with Vampiro? No, he's just in the ring. So, he's... That's fucking <laughs> so then he challenges Vampiro to a first blood match. Uh, and we go backstage to DDP and Canyon hyping up David Arquette for his match. Yeah. Um, next up, again, they I don't know if they were like, we had to pay a bunch of money, so we have to play the Chronic music a whole bunch of times. But uh, Chronic is taking on Lex Luger and Ric Flair. That's the favor that Russo needs them to do for him. Shit, uh, I didn't take a single note for this match. I watched uh, it. Well, there's nothing to really take for it, because aside from the fact that Miss Hancock comes out, Buff and uh, Shane Douglas come out almost immediately <laughs> after the match starts <laughs> and they ring the bell, but then Douglas uses the bat on flair and they double choke slam him and get a pin. So I don't like, I don't know what happened because the bell rang when they came out, when a uh, buff and Shane Douglas came out, but then they counted as a pinfall win for chronic. Yeah. There's and, the, the funny thing is there's so many DQs in all these matches but there are so many DQable moments that don't get DQs. Yeah, who cares? Also, it's so again, arbitrary. It's like it took Lex Luger longer to get to the ring than it does for this match to happen. So, like, why would I care? Why would I invest my time? No, it's it's the oh, here comes Kane, but it's every single match. Every single week. It's just that idea that Kane doesn't know any better and he doesn't have the guidance anymore and he's just beating yeah. everybody's ass. Yeah. I was thinking about that again the other day. That's funny. Except people like Kane. He's uh, over. So yeah, it was it was genuine. It was actually funny. Like yeah. he doesn't know any better. Yeah. So uh then uh the worm turns on Buff and Shane Douglas because Chronic start beating the shit out of them after the match is over. Yeah. Because they they want those tag titles. Yeah, and they're like, it's so weird because they're like half doing a great job putting Chronic over for the show. Like they're they're giving them a lot of time. They're yeah. having them beat everybody's asses. They're having them look really tough, but they are uh, intimidated and subservient to Vince Russo. Yeah, uh, they Vampiro wants to let you know that first he accepts the challenge of Sting, and then he says a bunch of weird shit about. Uh, the fly coming into the spider's web, and then he says he said he feels like he's gonna have a panic attack. Yeah, he was uh, very. He's like, and I'm gonna have a panic attack because I don't like stuff like this. And he's like yeah. doing an interview. It's like, dude, you're a wrestler. Yeah, uh, Bischoff wants to let Kidman know that he's gonna step in and help Billy Kidman by putting Mike Awesome in this match. So it's two on one against Hogan because they yeah. don't have faith in Billy Kidman to beat Hulk Hogan, which honestly. Given the last few weeks of television, I don't know why you would. Probably an astute observation. But yeah. I, the one thing I do like about this is the line that, like, Hogan's burned so many bridges, he's not going to be able to find anybody to fight with him. 
Right. He's the not weird thing about that is you're <laughs> booking him as a baby face, but also saying yeah. that fucking this guy's been such a jackass to everybody his whole career that everybody hates him, but you should feel bad for him. Like yeah. it's uh, weird. Uh, and also, Eric Bischoff is going to be the special referee for their slamboree match and says I, that Hogan's career will be over once that happens. I wrote down, uh, oh, yeah, I, I forgot he said he's yeah. going to be the special referee. He, I'm going to be involved. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote, um, the first thing I wrote about this match is Hulk Hogan's tag team partner or will be Kevin Nash. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, jokes on you, Andrew, because Hulk Hogan doesn't need a tag team partner. Nope, no, no, uh, and in the intervening week, he's seen a seamstress who <laughs> sewed on FUNB on the back of his uh vest that he's wearing now. until I figured it out. I was very nervous as to what the end stood for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's his own FUBU brand, dude. Yeah, it stood out. So it, it is uh fuck you new blood. Uh yeah. You starts with a Y, but it, that's what it stands for. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I was like fuck you um, this is Hulk Hogan we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Hogan proceeds to like beat the shit out of Kidman and Mike Awesome. He hits a back suplex on Mike Awesome. Andrew I've watched a lot of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember if Hulk Hogan has ever hit a back suplex on anyone. If he has, it's very rare. He only pulls it out for the big time events. Listen, he's a student of the game. He's still learning, even though he's an older guy. Did you know? Yeah. Did you catch at one point? He, I don't even know what he does, but somebody hits the ground. And he goes, "Get up, brother!" <laughs> <laughs> no, they. Whenever Mike Awesome does take over, Hogan just hits him with a low blow <laughs> right in front of the referee. Yeah. Uh, they keep talking about how Kidman is a coward because he won't even jump in the ring when it's two on one. And I just kept thinking, who is Kidman? Is Kidman getting over because of this feud somehow? Because everything's designed to make him look terrible. Well, and he, we just took him out on a stretcher today. Yeah. Oh wait, no. This was the last. <laughs> no, it was the last week. Yeah. Seven days ago. Yeah. He was rendered almost almost incapacitated. Yeah. Because he almost uh, obviously, uh, as as uh, Ter- uh, Shivani said, he almost killed in a yeah. dumpster. But now we're like, he's a pussy. He won't fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got PTSD from Hulk Hogan trying to kill him. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I will say they Hulk Hogan's taking a lot of chair shots in this angle because uh, they hit Hogan in the head with a chair again and he's bleeding all over the place again. He's bleeding a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm amazed he let Mike Awesome power bomb him through a table. Yep. Uh, and then Kidman hits a splash through a second table and then hits a leg drop and technically gets a win over Hulk Hogan. I think there, there might be a chance that Hulk Hogan was like, all right, I'll take all these moves, if, but it's got to be two-on-one, brother. Yeah, it's got to be two-on-one, two and you have to show that they stab me, yeah. and I'm, like, real hurt from being stabbed. Yeah, and I want an insult to him on the back of my shirt, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after the match, 
Nash comes out, and I'm to your point, like unless the the ongoing theme of these shows is like the new blood guy or the millionaire club guys are kind of shitty employees because they just show up whenever they want. If Nash was there while Hogan's getting two on one beat down, why didn't he come out sooner? Just waited, waited till the match was over. <laughs> yeah, and wait, they brother. Said, hey, he's like, wait, man. He's like, I'm not sanctioned to be in this match. Wait, the, yeah. the athletic, I haven't gone through all my medicals. I can't be <laughs> in an official match, so I'll yeah. go out and whoop their asses afterwards. But I gotta let what happens happen in this situation. Yeah. Uh, so then Nash is beating up Austin and Kidman until Hor- uh, until Tori hits him with a low blow, and then they hit Nash's ankle with a chair while it's wrapped around the post. This is Eric Bischoff. This is an Eric Bischoff style. The guy comes in to save the day, baby face, to save the baby face. And the heels immediately fucking just beat the dog. He was like, oh, here comes comes Kevin Nash to save the day. And they're whooping his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But I at least somebody got something over on one of the millionaire club dudes, you know, like. They did pin Hogan, technically, even though I don't think it does shit for Kidman because the last three weeks, <laughs> Hogan's shown that in any sort of situation, he could beat Kidman's ass. Oh, yeah. And Nash, if not for uh, a low blow from behind, would have easily, he would have killed Mike Awesome, you know, powerbombed <laughs> him over the top rope. Yeah. Into the people. So they show Bischoff and Arquette walking, and they call, when the match starts, they call Eric bischoff a kickboxer by trade i don't think that's true he got a karate black belt at like nine yeah um and then he used it to throw some really crappy kicks in this match but i imagine that it's because david arquette's an actor so he doesn't want to actually he doesn't want to run the risk of kicking david arquette for real i just uh i just thought about the diamond plate he put under his shoe (laughs) and At the yep. Starcade, and he fucking yep. kicked it into the fifteenth row. Of the yeah, but that was against Larry Zabisco, real wrestler. Kick Larry Zabisco. That was against Larry Zabisco. Uh, Arquette hits a spear, pretty good looking spear, as far yeah, as uh, non wrestler spears go. Yeah. How do you feel about the fact that David Arquette stole from your man Scotty Too Hotty? Did the worm? Uh, Is this, this post Scotty Too Hotty? This is uh, Scotty Too Hotty is doing the worm. Is doing the worm at that time? You can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Why would you like that's you, you just can't can't yeah. my affinity for Scotty Too Hotty <laughs> aside. Right. It, what if he did the eyebrow? You know what I mean? It's not as iconic, right. obviously, but like you, you can't do the worm if somebody's already doing the worm, dog. Like what? Yeah. If you did the spin a Rooney, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Like you can do. Yeah. There's only so many things you can do with your body in terms of like wrestling moves. So like I don't blame. He doesn't need to have like a unique finisher that nobody's ever done. But you can't right. do the fucking worm. I was wondering well, if this was pre or post Scotty. Well, the car, the crowd, you can hear him when he does the the like arm motions. They go, whoo, whoo, whoo. That's because oh, the Scotty Tuhati's thing. Yeah, yeah. Th- that sucks. Uh, it wasn't even very good worm, to be honest. No. Like a clunky worm. But So uh, the, he gets the pin after the worm, but the ref gets pulled out uh, and then accidentally wiped out by DDP. So if you had ref bump on this show, mark it on your card. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Low blow from Bischoff, and then he sets up for uh, Jeff Jarrett to hit Arquette with the guitar. But wouldn't you know who won the pony? David Arquette moves out of the way, 
Bischoff gets blasted with the, the guitar. Canyon runs out to take care of Jeff Jarrett. And David Arquette pins Eric Bischoff uh, so that now we have a world title match and a cage later tonight. That, that finish was Russo. Um, That's a big time Russo energy, probably. Yeah. Uh, we've just we've seen it a lot, the swerve shit. Like the yeah. like, it's so obvious now when it's gonna happen. Like the Hulk thing, uh, multiple times people getting hit by just fucking Jarrett does not know how to aim that fucking uh, no. guitar. I mean, he smoked Kimberly Page with that goddamn <laughs> yeah. thing on the back, but he hit. This is the, I was because remember I said that I knew that Hulk was gonna take that chair because uh, uh, Bischoff wouldn't take the chair. That fucking right. guitar went through. <laughs> Bischoff's head. head like yeah. and, and uh i mean it's a gimmick guitar it's probably like it probably doesn't hurt that bad to get hit in the head with that guitar but he fucking hit him all. he smoked him yeah. he splintered that thing well you probably have to hit him real hard for it to break so like that yeah, yeah for it explode uh so then the lighting suddenly gets weird and we cut to sting and the rafters and then we go to break it's not his match <laughs> they just so there's some kind of miscue maybe i'd probably miss uh, q i don't know man it's eric that's Bishop. gotta be yeah uh so then we come back and some girl in a bikini is interviewing david arquette as ddp gets ready for his title match and then jeff jared's yelling at bischoff and bischoff does say to him essentially like well you're the one who can't aim a guitar you who got hit in the head with the guitar yeah. <laughs> you're uh, mad at me because you yeah. hit me with a guitar you dumb Who's, sack of shit <laughs> who is to blame what you uh, well, both of them it's like what you don't think he's gonna tuck yeah have a tighter grip on him man he's you're not karate master he's not particularly hurt <laughs> yeah what would what what would sensei david slater say yeah uh so now we get the Scott Steiner promo and he comes out and he's saying a bunch of wild shit about hitting switches and pleasing freaks. And he's in New York city and he this calls out. He re- this is when he responded, uh, re- reminded me that he's, he calls himself the big bad booty daddy, by the way. Yeah. And that they all night they were screaming for Scotty Steiner. Ain't nothing finer than Scott Steiner, etc. I hate it so much. I fucking hate it. It's, it's, it's Val, it's yoked ass Val Venus. Like, yeah. And not as clever. And Val Venus isn't super clever, but it's not even as clever as that. No, the big Val Boski is way better than anything Scott Steiner ever said. Uh, so then he, he challenges Booker T to quote, come out so he can kick his jive ass. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> challenges him to a fight. Booker T comes out and to his own defense says it was it was just business and it wasn't personal and that uh, Scott Steiner was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Doesn't really make any sense uh, as far because why should Booker T be beholden to Vince Russo? He's a baby face in theory. Yeah, but I think Booker's is he is he a baby face? I believe so. I'm trying to think how Booker's been booked because, like, I saw it. I kind of thought it was okay. Like, uh, this is the way that they could get, like, because he was like, I'll get you out of this somehow. Like, maybe I almost saw it as, like, Booker T was playing, like, The Rock in in uh, the, the 1998 that we watched. Like, he is now on, he has the favor of the guys because he did him a solid. Um, okay, yeah. That's how I saw it, but 
uh, because like Booker, that's why I said it's just business. Like he's looking after number one. He's looking after his own career because he sees it as an opportunity for his career if he comes out and helps in that situation. Yeah. But I think that should work towards a match. Yeah. But like uh, it would be weird if he comes out and helps Jarrett, but then he gets a match against Jarrett. So then he just fucked over Scott Steiner. And then we're going to do Booker T versus Scott Steiner, which is what we do. And it's like. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did think there was one fun part in this promo where. Booker T tells the Hoochies not to put their hands on him. That's what he calls uh, Scott Steiner's girls. Yeah. Uh, and then Steiner jumps him. And as we alluded to earlier, he keeps calling Booker T boy. And it's uh, it's not great. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's like on purpose. Like I'm going to say the racist boy, because like right. a lot of a lot of people, especially tough guys like Scott Steiner, like calling people boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um chill son and used to do it all the time um yeah but you have to have a little bit more wherewithal you have to know you can't say that we have like we have to as 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 normal civilized society we have to see that and go well he knows that you don't call black eyed boy therefore if you call the black eyed boy we kind of gotta like see it as calling a black eyed boy you know what i mean yeah so like, this is uh, new york boy this is my spot it's like Argh. yeah and then yeah uh by the way you're from michigan <laughs> yeah there's uh, i think scott steiner keeps talking forgetting that he's from michigan he called uh rick flair a hick uh the other week <laughs> and it's like bro you're from michigan yeah. uh so they 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 have a little fight and then we go to break we come back from break and they just want to let us know that security broke up the fight. We don't have to see them break up the fight. It's just broken up. Oh, cool. The one interesting thing that could happen. Uh, we don't get to see. They're like, but somebody is like, uh, Russo's like, just go to commercial. And they're like, no, man, we got to show them. And Russo's like, you think people want to see more Scott Steiner fighting? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're probably, you're probably right. Yeah. We can just go to commercial. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Booker T. What is it? It's true. T? I like Booker T a lot, man. Yeah. I, I like the way he moves. I like the way he talks. Like he's got that uh, attitude to him. I like him. I like, I like yeah. Booker T a lot. Uh, Russo interrupts Douglas and Buff as they're leaving and lets them know that they have to wrestle Chronic. And there's some good reactions from Buff and Douglas here where they're like, come on, man. Dude, <laughs> he's like, well, is fucking great, man. Yeah. He really and, is. And they're like, look, there's nothing I can do. Like we got it. You got to go back out there and wrestle them. Yeah. These so, guys don't leave me alone. I got to give them a title shot. They'll kill me. Yeah. The, I wrote the chronic theme is a problem for me. Like too many times in one show. <laughs> chronic. That's just every single time. It's the new. At least only so, one team has it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I thought nice character work from Buff Bagwell here because he doesn't even do the finger guns. <laughs> yeah. goes off. Just, dude, he's it's he's bummed Bagwell. He's he's yeah. got he's got the, the belt over his head and he's yeah. just walking out and people are like trying to cheer for him and he's like, fucking no, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh then Russo comes out and he's got his bat. He's gonna be on commentary. So, so good you, news. Just so everybody knows, there's not gonna be a clean finish to this match. Nope. Uh, the crowd chants boring <laughs> while a bunch of boring wrestling happens. That's not <laughs> worth anything. Uh, chronic go for their finish on Douglas. They're trying to they go for the double choke slam. And instead of trying to break it up, Buff Bagwell 
straight up just grabs the referee and throws him over the top rope <laughs> for the disqualification. And then Russo comes in with the bat and he attacks Chronic, who luckily no sell the the Russo hits. They're smart enough to be like, no, we're not going to let Vince Russo beat us up. You're right on this show, Vince. <laughs> but then Douglas saves Russo and hits uh, and hits one of the members of Chronic with the bat. And then Buff pins him while Russo counts the pin. Yep. This is sec- second, uh, well, not second week in a row, second week in a row on the podcast that Russo has yep. counted a pin for a match. Uh, yep. Same guys too, Buff and uh, yeah. franchise. Yeah, um, uh, but the segment ends with Russo holding the tag titles above his head. Yeah, he, Russo is the tag champion. Yep. Um, did you did you notice when he's walking out? Russo's walking out and he's wearing a Knicks jersey, yeah. and I think it's Shivani. It's either Shivani or the uh, the the not not more Ronaldo guy. I think it's Shivani though. Goes that's not Latrell Sprewell. That's Vince Russo. Oh really? <laughs> think we're gonna yeah you think we're gonna mix up mix up latrell spreewell and vince russo <laughs> i think a lot of the differences between vince russo and latrell spreewell yeah. i'll just go to the first one you mean he that's not professional basketball player yeah. latrell spreewell latrell spreewell like he's like six six yeah and- uh and tatted up oh it's vince russo you say yeah. Uh, time for our take Abbott segment of the week. Uh, I thought, <laughs> uh, I did think Mark Madden selling of how afraid he is of tank Abbott was pretty good. Might not also be fake might be kind of real. Uh, yeah, there's a, he's got a funny line. Uh, he's got a funny line at the end of this after we explain what happens, but, yeah. uh, tank Abbott stumbles through another fucking promo. Like he's, yeah, he tries to call him Bill Doucheberg, but it doesn't really work uh, no. the way that he wants it to. Uh, He's like, when you look through the camp, I mean, TV screen, uh, you're going to be afraid of me. I, I don't know, man. I can't read. And then there's a, there's a, there's a sign behind him that says, I ain't got no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I will say the crowd does start chanting for Goldberg, probably because they're like, please. In these segments, that's one of the biggest things. It's like they they chant for Goldberg like once a show, like yeah. the they crowd loves Goldberg. Like I don't understand it. Like I know he's got well, traps. Like I get it, but like <laughs> I don't understand that how over Goldberg has always been. But anyway, uh, so uh, Tank Abbott's victim this time is Bob Ryder from WCW.com. He grabs him, throws him in the ring, starts kicking the shit out of him. To the internet guy's defense. They all jump in to try to help their friend. At yeah. least they try to help their friend. Somebody in WCW has some goddamn loyalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they all get knocked out. Pretty stiff looking punch to one of the internet guys. He doesn't Tank seem Abbott. he doesn't seem overly uh, in, uh, interested in taking care of people. The Tank no. Abbott. This is the man who tried mm. to throw somebody out of a UFC ring. Uh, Octagon. He's the reason that they had to write a, a, a rule that was like, Hey, you can't try to throw somebody out of the cage. Yeah. Um, so what is what's the line at the end of this uh, segment? Do you, do you know what I'm gonna say? No. No, I would uh, say- so it's like it's it's like a throwaway line, like as they're breaking away from the segment segment, Mark Madden goes, actually looking at it from this angle, it was kind of 
I don't want to say humorous, but kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, it's only it's only funny. It's funny if it happens to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Situation. Um, but so now they, I was watching this show last night and it was getting late, and I was like, oh, thank goodness the steel cage match is happening right now. So that's got to be the end of the show. And then they're like, don't forget after this, that we still have our first blood match tonight. And I just wrote five. Yeah. Oh, by the uh, way, I forgot to mention, uh, one of my first notes was giant cage above ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's the, that's the hard part about like a surprise cage match. Yeah. It's like, there's a cage above the ring. We know the, what if like well, we knew Arquette was going to be Bischoff. Yeah, the well, the hard part about it is you can't get a double surprise out of it. You could surprise book a cage match, but you couldn't do you can't do the stipulation of well, if this match goes this way, then we get a cage match because it's like, well, they didn't go through all the trouble of building the cage that is true here. Because even to, in WWF, when they would have like they had the cage thing, uh, the stipulation with the cage, yeah, Vince had plans for the cage at the beginning of that show when he's sitting on the ramp, yeah. He, he knew so, that somebody was going to because remember, he goes to the re, to the uh, announcers and he's like screaming at the announcers about how they're what they're talking about. And then he's like, what does he say? Somebody's going to have hard times or something. Someone's like going to be paying hard time. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. In that in that cage, like he already had plans for it. But this one, they have like a stipulation like we yeah. spent all we spent 10 grand getting that cage in there. But if we if David Arquette doesn't win this match, <laughs> I guess we're shit out of luck. Yeah. Uh, we got to bring Buff Bagwell back for another match. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so we go to DDP versus Jeff Jarrett in a cage for the WCW title. My only note. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. But one of my only notes is Diamond Dallas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, I was really tired when this match started. Yeah. Uh, Russo's out again, of course. Uh, and. You know, the, the point of a cage, obviously, is to keep the two combatants locked in the cage where no one can get in or out. Um, no, they brawl outside of the cage <laughs> to start the match. Yeah, but let's uh, start this cage match where it's meant to be started somewhere other than the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the crowd. OK, so the crowd does care about Diamond Dallas Page. Mm -hmm. They do react to Diamond Dallas Page. That's pretty much it. They care about him. Um, so part one, cage is meant to keep the combatants inside, supposed to keep other combatants outside. Mm -hmm. Not Mike Awesome, though. Nope. He comes running out and rips the cage door off. Uh, it, but the timing's weird because he's trying to rip the door off and it looks like they're trying, they're having a stall because he can't get the door off of the hinge. Yeah. So uh, Diamond House Page reverses a body slam into the diamond cutter as Mike Awesome rips the door off. But then for every Mike Awesome, there's a canyon. And Canyon runs out and stops Mike Awesome. And DDP gets the pin and the win to become a three-time WCW champion. Uh and gets a, a big pop. The only thing that's gotten any pops pretty much on either of these shows. Uh and then Paige runs out to celebrate with the people yeah so uh one thing yep uh just one we have, we have seen two people pull cage doors off yep 
I feel like it's it's we have reached too many people ripping the cage door off. Uh, I don't know critical who, mass for that. I don't know who designs cage doors. I don't know <laughs> what it, maybe it's uh, Caltrans because they can't they're bad at it. Okay? Yeah. Um, I am so excited that they find they I haven't seen champion diamond dallas page yet right we were right. talking about the whole time last time about diamond dallas page needs to be the, cha- the champion uh he deserves it he's great i know this is his third time i believe becoming the champion in wcw yes. um i just can't wait to see what they do with it you know what i mean i can't yeah. wait to see who they because they're gonna you know they're gonna make they're gonna book page strong and then they all they got to do to offload a little bit of that, I mean, to, to pass along a little bit of that heat is get one of their like up and coming guys or like somebody that they're trying to build and and have him beat Paige in like a slobber knocker situation. Um, maybe he, I don't know. I, I don't know who because they don't like, fucking got nobody. Uh, maybe 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 a, uh, a Billy Kidman. Maybe a, Certainly maybe, a Billy Kidman. Maybe Vam- Vampiro. Yeah, perhaps a Mike Awesome. Maybe Mike Awesome. Yeah. Um, I just can't wait to see what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, would you like me to tell you who defeats Diamond Ellis Page for the title? Well, unfortunately, I know who beats Diamond <laughs> Why don't you tell our listeners? Well, he doesn't beat Diamond Ellis Page for the title. Yeah, I know. But uh, two days from now, David Arquette... <laughs> wins the wcw title wait two days from now does he do it on nitro no he does it on thunder the same week on thunder <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that was the case i thought it was at slamboree that he beat nope. Nope. he's the champion for two days <laughs> yep <laughs> okay so we can fully talk about this i thought we were gonna have to wait for slamboree to talk about this no Unless he's we're watching thunder are we watching thunder no Okay. Well, I mean, unless you want no, to, I do I, not want to. I'll probably okay. watch David Arquette winning this. Um, they the Nitro after this one, they they show what happened on Thunder, so you don't even have to watch the Thunder because I saw the beginning of the of the Go Home Nitro. Oh and, man! And they show and they show it. So uh, Arquette <laughs> wins it in a tag match on Thunder. It's Eric Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett versus David Arquette. And Diamond Dallas Page, and whoever gets the first pin wins the title. <laughs> so David Arquette is a world champion longer than Diamond Dallas Page's third reign as champion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to be honest. Uh, if it wasn't surrounded by all this horseshit, it's, a, it's not a good idea. Yeah. But I don't think it's as terrible of an idea as many like people see it as like the like like a like a sport not sport killing I guess but a a industry killing idea right yeah um I don't see it as that because you can have this idea that like a crazy corrupt incompetent leader set up this impossible situation in which a guy gets horribly lucky and wins the title um. That wouldn't happen in a sport, but in this sport, right. you can write it to where it doesn't like actually put David Arquette over Diamond Dallas Page, right? You can right. do that. 
I'm not saying you I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying you you can do that. It can be written in that way. I don't trust these fuckers to do it right, but I don't think in a vacuum doing this David Arquette angle is a bad idea as long as it's made right immediately after. Like what is it? Thunder he's he's the so on Nitro on Monday um what I would what I would do, and I don't know if I don't I have no idea what they do, but we're gonna watch Nitro, so I don't even know if you should tell me. Nitro on Monday, they say, Look, you're the champion. We have to uh as the champion, because uh, like you know, somebody's freaking out because our fucking movie stars are champion. Right. You have to have a singles match versus whoever they want. Yeah, I would say DDP just to reset, just to put it back to where it was. But you can do it against like any wrestler. And it's just an absolute embarrassing shit your pants squash match where the wrestler just just does whatever he wants to to David Arquette and and easily pins him and wins the title. I don't know what they do. (laughs) Well, I I. okay, so I can meet you halfway. I don't think David Arquette in a wrestling match is a in and of itself bad idea. Yeah. Um, I think part of the problem is taken in the totality of how bad WCW has been. Yes. It makes it so much worse. So much worse. It devalues your title, which is already God like is as low as it can be. Because it's been vacated so many times. And I think you, just, you can book it in a way to where it doesn't do bad. I think you can't, but the belt has to be strong. Yeah. Leading into that. Like Vince McMahon won the WWF title in 1999. He beat Triple H in a yeah. match. And then he and then he like forfeited the belt. But there hadn't been six forfeits of the belt previous to that. And they hadn't just reset the entire show to crown a new champion. <laughs> like less than a month ago yeah so i think there's also the problem of if you have david arquette wrestle matches he's not a wrestler so you're either going to if you have him go against a baby face and the baby face beats the shit out of him well that's that guy's not a baby face anymore if you have a heel do it that would be better but then like david arquette shouldn't be the champion david arquette at least david arquette didn't pin jeff jarrett like or one of the other wrestlers he pinned yeah. eric bischoff who also was not a wrestler so uh that vince russo clip i sent you earlier where he's talking about how people got so mad and he didn't know everybody knew he didn't know people didn't think wrestling was fake is such a wrong way in my opinion to look at why people were upset it's like because uh, he says like oh, I didn't know that so many people thought wrestling was real and that people really won titles and they shit their pants because David Arquette became the champion, but it's just a TV show, so anyone could be the champion of the TV show. That is is technically true. No one was mad because they thought wrestling was real. They were mad because it's a guy who's not a wrestler at all winning the wrestling championship it's like if uh the security guard and die hard ended up beating hans gruber it was like well but john mclean john mclean's the hero security yeah. dude security technically it's a movie anybody could beat hans gruber 
But guess what? We didn't want security guard guy to win the the whole thing, you know. So I think like I don't I'm not opposed to David Arquette's involvement generally, and I also don't blame David Arquette. Like, what's he gonna do? Of he's course, just, he's just of doing course. what they're told. I, if, well, they, if they offered me the belt, right? And it's not his job to make good decisions for the WCW to be like, you know what? I think this probably stretches the limits of the credibility of uh, what we're trying to do. No, he's just doing what he's told. It's not his job. And there's a lot of hate towards David Arquette. Like he came up with the idea. No, this is Vince Russo's fault. It's a bunch of dumb people that that get mad at David Arquette for this. I, I just think that if you book it to where, like I said, incompetence, um, corruption or both got him into that match. So yeah. there's no merit that got him into the match. Everybody knows, including the viewing audience, you're supposed to know that he doesn't belong in this match. Right. He doesn't do anything offensively against any wrestlers. Right. Um, he then takes advantage of an advantageous situation where like DDP knocks out uh, um, Bischoff but then something happens where there's like a double knockout between uh, DDP and who's the other guy involved? Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett. Like they, they, something happens to where you, you book to where Bischoff, everybody's unconscious and none of them are unconscious because of something that David Arquette did. And David Arquette's like fucking freaking out and he falls on, on, on Bischoff pins him, wins the title completely illegitimately completely didn't do anything good i don't think i think and then you in my opinion uh because you made a good point about the babyface thing though because i was going to say like that in my opinion you just book him against fucking ddp the next day and ddp fucking easily beats him um and and gets his title back you could do it like you book him against ddp the next day ddp is like what the fuck dude like i have to rest this guy's a i'm not even gonna take this seriously like this is a this is an actor like i and i he's he's my friend like they knew each other right yeah, but he's like, dude, this is this is business. This is my title. It was my dream. Um, I'm gonna have to beat you tonight. And they they yeah. the bell rings. He double legs him and pins him like nothing, like fucking hot yeah. knife through butter. I don't. I think it's. I, I I'm not saying that I would do it, but I am saying I don't think it overly devalues the. T- I think. I think. I think Dennis Rodman hitting arm drags on. Uh, on Lex Luger is worse for wrestling than booking a David Arquette championship the way that I just said. Well, I think so for me, I think the thing is if you're going to put the belt on Arquette, which yeah. again is not without precedent, like Vince McMahon was WWF champion for a one week and guess who booked that shit? Vince Russo. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, because Russo, much like you said in the shoot interview that uh, I sent you the clip of, He's like, the next day we're on USA Today and we're on talk shows and we're on mainstream news and we're getting pub and all of this. I'm like, okay, fine. That's the way you want to do it. Fine. I would have Arquette come out on Nitro and say, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. It's been my dream to be the world heavyweight champion. I achieved this dream impossibly through no uh, athletic ability of my own, but I understand I'm an actor. I'm not a wrestler. Yeah. So I'm going to forfeit the title, which again puts you back in a forfeit situation. But like, I, and then you have your main event for Slamboree where you have DDP versus Jeff Jarrett in the cage, the winners, the new champion. 
or yeah. whatever. Like you, you baby face David Arquette. You put him. He's a man out of water. He can't be the champion. Yeah, he knows, it. and he's, that's that's a good point. Arquette has to know he didn't deserve to be the champion. Like, yeah, he has to know that he got lucky. He has to be humble pie immediately and be like, by the way, guys, I don't think I'm. I don't have any delusion in my head that makes me think that I'm as good as these guys. And or I'm as tough as these guys or I'm as strong as these guys like any of that shit like yeah I think that's a good point that he has to have like be completely humble about it he can't come out healing it up or acting like he's the toughest guy in the world hot dogging or anything yeah he can't do any of that he has to he has to humble it up but I then you're in a tough position because I don't know if that how that's I don't know how well that sells the movie um but, but I guess mo- it still does because it's you're getting the name of the movie yeah. all over the place. So the movie's a dramatization. So like, yeah. But the movie had already bombed at this point. The movie had been out. <laughs> so this was a move to try to boost. Really? I didn't movie. know that yeah. either. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, at least I think that it had. It was like. So I think the the main problem is that in and of itself, it is not the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah, like it is. It is not something that I would do, and it's not the kind of thing in wrestling. Yeah, it got I, released in April. Yeah. So I mean, we're still in April, but it, I think it's like in its third or fourth. Oh, I forgot. Present. I forgot. We, I thought we were in November. I was like, this is seven months later. <laughs> no, it's no, April fifth. So yeah, we're like two weeks late. We're like three weeks in. the yeah. The die is the die is cast. Yeah. On this yeah, on this movie's uh, failure because it yeah, made like five mi- made five million the opening weekend. I think so that's game over for this movie. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so I think in and of itself is a vacuum. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but given the health of WCW as a company and the legitimacy of their titles and their wrestlers and all this, I think that's what makes it a really bad idea. I can see that. I, I think I understand that point, but I also do understand why the lack of health of WCW um, might be the reason you do this, because like we talked about, like like even Russo said, it got on USA Today. It went to all the mainstream news networks. It did all these things. Um, The thing that sucks is. You're if you're getting eyeballs, which you didn't, it didn't, it actually the, the ratings tanked after this immediately. Um, you're getting eyeballs to a bad product, so like you're yeah. not, you're not even set up for the publicity you're gonna get, but also like, well, and you're booked into a corner because David Arquette's not a wrestler, so yeah. you give you give him the belt, but you don't, there's no really good way to get the belt off of him. I, th- yeah, I just think, I think there's a I think there's a way there's ways to get, I mean, that we just discussed uh, to yeah. get the belt off of him that aren't as detrimental as this is portrayed as, um, right. I mean, the people act like this is fucking, uh, the Hindenburg exploding. Like this is the worst thing no. that ever happened. Uh, I, I think this is also a die, a die is cast type situation. WCW is taking, they're taking on water. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. what what they're doing. I mean, this but, fucking product stinks. No matter if DDP just keeps the belt, like right. So, uh, impossibly, the show is not over. No. So Somehow. they show the they show the replay of the semi main event cage match that sees the title change hands. And you would think, why would you put the title match on in the semi main event if it's in a cage and there's going to be a title switch? But that will 
make itself known uh, in one moment. So, <laughs> so Vampiro and Sting in a first blood match. Sting comes down from the rafters. And again, he's just giving Vampiro nothing. He's just kicking the shit out of Vampiro. And he knocks Vampiro over the top with the uh, with a clothesline. And then Vampiro walks around and jumps up on the announce table and makes like a throat slashing uh, like move and then does a double thumbs down and Sting standing in the ring and he's still got his vest on, which is uh, suspicious. But uh, <laughs> and then a whole bunch of red liquid falls out of the sky and just lands on Sting. And I can't like I know this doesn't really hurt him, but I can't imagine that that feels good because that's a lot of weight landing on you. You probably do have to brace yourself a little bit, but obviously I'm sure you thought about this as well. Vampiro in the rafters with a big old bag of blood. (laughs) He didn't set it up just himself. He's a little guy. Well, not little, but he's he's not a giant guy. Well, he doesn't know how to rig it up. He's got to get, you know, the Teamsters. To help him. He's got a guy have a guy up there ready to pull the hatch. And yeah. that guy, by the way, this is also I didn't think about that. That guy was how awkward was it when Sting get <laughs> in the rafters yeah. walking by to go down, sees this guy's like, Hey Jerry, how you doing? Uh are you you lowering me today? No, 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 man. I'm not I'm not lowering you today. Well is Vampiro's not getting lowered, is he? No, man. What? What's that giant? <laughs> the giant uh, container, for the bu- the the oversized comedic acme bucket. Uh, oh no, it's for. Where's where? This is how we're cleaning the ring now. The the, uh, the Timberwolves are playing here tomorrow. Yeah, we got a. Uh, this is like a. It's a new antimicrobial thing. Uh, uh, well, what's in that? Uh, what's in that container, Jerry? balloons a lot of balloons balloons and balloons and bleach uh <laughs> ernest the cat got ringworm and <laughs> uh all right all right man uh, how, how are the kids oh they're they're good they're good man I, it's, I, I, re- I really going, appreciate that it's going good sorry to hear about sharon yeah no it's uh you know things are for things are rough we're, we're getting through it though you yeah, know? Str- struggling I mean, did, did you get the did you get the yeah i got the i got the bouquet of flowers and the 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 edible arrangement did you get the, the edible arrangement and the bag of money that you sent me yeah that was really nice i appreciate that sting uh anyway have a good match <laughs> <laughs> you know my favorite part of the edible arrangement i like the the chocolate dipped pineapple so i made sure to get uh, some extra of those for you oh yeah that's really uh, good yeah um hey um can you do me a favor can you can you try to stand like like right in the middle of the ring yeah and and do your best not to move and stand real strong. Can you stand strong? For me? <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, what's his real name? What's his Steve. first name? <laughs> Steve Borden. Of course, it's Steve. I'm. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> for what, man? Uh, no reason. Just, just, just everything, man. I'm just, just, I'm just sorry, man. <laughs> So I forgive uh, you, man. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jerry. Jerry. So all Jerry's all the leaving re- the arena like fucking uh, the referee after the yeah, like Earl Hebner. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
Vampiro then, after Sting's drenched in this red <laughs> shit, gets in the ring and tries to give him like the nail in the coffin slam. But it's like slippery as shit in the ring. And I like when he went to pick Sting up, I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't, no, don't do that. Somebody's going to really hurt themselves on this shit. Yeah. It's like a slip and slide in there. And then all the new blood dudes get in there. And I just kept thinking, like, I wonder if Buff Bagwell's like worried about his jeans. Cause like I bet that shit doesn't come out, you know. All right, I'll I'll, I'll do this, but you you gotta buy me new jeans. <laughs> Send Jerry to get me some new jeans. Uh, and where all of uh, where all Sting's homeboys? Ain't nobody coming out to help Sting. And why does everybody have to come out and whoop Sting's yeah. ass like this? That's Bischoff. That's a Bischoff move. The blood is Russo. <laughs> the I, yeah okay you know, I'll, I'll give i'll give russo the blood but the the everybody coming out and beating his ass is is bischoff yeah which uh, i think is I, I i i like that less than the blood to be honest yeah i don't like the the blood because like you said if you think about it for more than one second <laughs> yeah. it's a whole lot of work that goes into that um so they sus- they suspend sting from his drop wire and then he like swings in the air like a pinata and the other so there's a guy in the rafters because they put they they hook stung sting up to the thing (laughs) and then jerry came back jerry had to come back and pull sting up like five feet in the air so he's just hanging yeah that's again like you have to think about it <laughs> Either that or it's like uh the fucking mama Lukes are up there just pulling the wire it's and fucking, Sting Disco Inferno. Yeah, Sting's freaking out and he's like, Who's touching my who's touching my stuff? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which one are you fucking Scott Norton? You <laughs> son of a bitch. Are you union certified? And so uh and that's how we go off the air. Um and again, like I was t- Telling Sarah because I haven't had her watch any of this with me because I was like I can't like there's nothing good on any of this. Yeah, stuff. I haven't I'm subjected doing. Kai to any of this yet. Like, there's not one piece of this that I would tell somebody to go back and watch. There's not a promo. There's not a segment. There's not a match. Nothing. None of it. No. Is is worth a a, a damn. I'm going back through. No, the only thing I mean. It's almost it's kind of funny seeing all that shit drop on Sting the first time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you that's like if I if somebody was like fucking pick something or I'll kill your cat, you know, I'll right. I'll I'll pick that. But like, what? No, there's nothing. There's nothing here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Imagine being the T. Is it TBS that this is on? No, it's on TNT. They know drama, but they, they don't know, know this. TNT knows drama. Yeah. Hey, Aziz. Uh, <laughs> But uh, imagine being one of the executives like they they task you with with watching and reporting he, back. He was having on Nitro. Um, yeah. Um. Well, uh, Sting got covered in a whole bunch of blood. Apparently so. we paid for an oversized dumpster. Yep. Brand new one. Made. Uh, let's see what else happened. Um. Hulk Hogan was nearly killed and then nearly killed a couple people. Uh, Have you heard cat... of the Chronic? <laughs> uh, it's okay. They probably won't be around very long. It's fine. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is, it is wild. 
a cat wild. kicked a man named Bam Bam in the face. <laughs> See, some of this stuff sounds fun. It does sound fun, but then you have to watch it. Yeah, it's bad. And uh, again, like I, I don't know what this show. I don't know what this show is designed, who this show is designed to appeal to because people that like wrestling are not going to enjoy this because there is no wrestling on it. People who like storylines and captivating characters are also not going to enjoy this because there's none of that either. Um, so it's like there again, it's the things that the things that leaned in WCW's favor when they had Bischoff in charge they don't have anymore because the cruiserweight division is terrible there's no luchadors because vince russo doesn't think people who don't speak english can get over and uh ray mysterio's hurt so you got none of that there's no longer a cool nwo outsider faction thing going because got no cool nash and nash and hall are bischoff and russo like right but neither one of them are charismatic no they both stink and neither of them are wrestlers like it's it's such it's such it's so wild that they thought that was a good idea yeah and like bischoff has like charisma in wwf he was a fine character but he was under the supervision of someone else like left to his own devices he's bad because he'll just put himself over all the time. Like they, yeah. I, I heard him talking about how uh, he's like when uh, he took a stink face, and then there was something else that he did in the WWF. I can't remember what the other thing was because uh, May about, Young gave him a Bronco Buster. That's what it is, and he's talking yeah. about how like I'm I'm totally willing to do those things, and it's like yeah. Do you notice that neither of those things happened when you were holding the reins? Right, you're just a dude on the show. So you so people are going to like competently book you and book you to get embarrassed and book you for things to happen. But when you're when you have the ch- the chance to actually book the shit, you're not the one taking the Bronco Buster. Well, I'm always yeah. the one in the doo doo, <laughs> never in the doo doo. Yeah. He needs to be in the doo doo a little bit more splat. And I, I don't want to bang the drum too hard because we talked about this on the last one. There is something either instinct instinctually in Vince McMahon, or it's based on his sense of humor, or you listen to people around him. Vince is always the one who's shown to be a jackass at the end of all of these things. For all of his power, he's impotent. Like he can he can control up to a point, but then the plan always blows up in his face. He's wily coyote. It's because he knows you know? the business and he and, and yeah. he has the instincts for it. Like uh he knows that wrestling needs to go over every time the wrestlers yeah. need to go over the, 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 um, the skill of wrestling, the, the know-how of, if you know how to wrestle, if you're good enough to hold a title or you're good enough to wrestle your way into the WWF, then you should be able to beat up the guy who owns the company. Like, right. it's like if Dana White pretended he could actually beat up fucking Nate Diaz, like it's such right. a bad idea it's obviously wrong it's like delusional but it's also like horrible for promoting your guys like wrestling's all promotion like it's just it's so bad well and vince like all the best versions of vince is like yeah he'll hold a guy up or he'll hold him hostage or he'll do whatever but then like whenever he tried to stand up to the undertaker and kane they kicked the shit out of him and broke his leg <laughs> and broke his leg. And then Vince Russo can just shit talk the dudes in chronic and they don't do anything. No, 
to him at all. And from the wrestling standpoint, again, this show had a match that was one minute, 59 seconds, one minute, 54 seconds, a minute, 23. That's the first three matches. Why would I stick around and watch this show? If uh, like, especially if the non-wrestling stuff stinks too, like, yeah, we, we, we like we talked about with the WWF, like a lot of those early matches were like fucking the DOA and like all that horse shit. Right. Like stuff we don't care about. Well, was it the DOA in 1998? No, it wasn't the DOA. That was 97. No. Right? Yeah. It's like uh, Steve Blackman. versus The oddities Bobby. and the, yeah, oddities the oddities and all that shit. Like it's it's that stuff. But like it's it's oh, we're going to cut to mankind freaking out backstage or vince yelling at his cronies or or stone cold with a fucking milk truck or whatever well milk truck was kurt angle i know guys i know but you know what i mean like it's It's gonna cut to something entertaining it's at least entertaining and then in the main events you also get good wrestling (laughs) so uh, you know it's uh it's tough all over i hate those shows don't watch those shows yeah they watched them so you don't have to Um, yeah so that is that concludes our entire series on the worst of Vince Russo, right, Dusty? It does not. Oh. <laughs> oh. I thought I'd swerve him, guys. Nope. I thought I'd swerve him. You can't swerve me. I'm the editor, dude. He's unswervable. Yeah. We're talking to the we ultimate got, swerver. We've got the Go Home Nitro next week teamed up with Slamboree 2000. <laughs> those of you who are listening it's hard to articulate what it's like (laughs) to watch four and a half hours of 2000 wcw but i don't want to watch the lord of the rings dusty like yeah and that's a masterpiece apparently like i haven't seen them all i I saw the first one in theaters but i haven't seen the rest of them and i've never seen the first one again you know why because they're too goddamn long i like the snyder cut I'm all, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm in the minority or majority, but I liked the Snyder Cut. It's yeah. too fucking long, Dusty, and we have to watch four and a half hours of Vince Russo, Eric Bischoff booking. Well, there's a triple cage, dude. Oh, fuck yeah, the triple cage. Like yeah. It. Is, it la- is it levels? Yeah, it's like tiered. Is it like it's the, kind, the, the, it's the like Doomsday the, Cage? <laughs> kind of like the Doomsday Cage, yeah. Fucking, I hated the Doomsday Cage. Yeah, and it's a triple threat match. I won't tell you who's in it, but it's a triple threat match mm. for the WCW title. If this is... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to bring I mean, it into the world. I'll tell you if you want. No. Okay. I need to watch it. You know? Yep. I need to... I need to have organic reactions yeah. to these things uh, for the people, you know? Yeah. Um, it's probably something oh. stupid I don't care about, like fucking Scott Steiner and two other assholes. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Scott's going to be Scott Steiner, DDP, and Jeff Jarrett, and Scott Steiner is going to win. Uh, and uh, it's it's gonna be like mostly just Steiner and Jarrett fucking fighting each other, while DDP like argues with uh, Kimberly Page through the fence, like she's on the other side of the fence, and he's like, yeah. "Come on, baby, I bought you a Corvette," and she's like, "I don't want you, I want Eric Bischoff's nuts," and yep. uh, and uh, then a whole bunch Jarrett, of blood falls from the arena. Jarrett's like, "Hey, I say nuts," and then he gets yep. he gets power bombed by. Uh, Scott Steiner, who uh, 
that takes a towel and rubs it on his ass. Like, yeah. Like the big Stein Boski and then credits. That's yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> um, hey, I care... say nuts. <laughs> <laughs> do you care to hear uh, the supplemental materials that I've gathered for yes, this uh, episode? All right. So on the 417 Nitro, uh-huh. there were 18 minutes and 32 seconds of wrestling Hell yeah. between, between the five matches. That's three minutes and 42 seconds a match. Uh, Which one of... needed to be longer, though? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> three of those matches out of the five ended in chicanery. Yep. Giving us a 60% clip of bullshit for that show. Um, the ratings that night, Raw, well, Nitro did a 2.5. Raw, a 6.7. God damn, fucking Smoke City, dog. <laughs> they lapped them, dude. And and some. Is is Raw, like, what's Raw doing right now? Like, what's the big... The main event of Raw that night was... Well, they did a Triple H versus Chris Jericho opening match. Also, Steve Austin is injured. He's not on these shows. And they still pull a 6-7. <laughs> Who needs them? Huh? Yeah. <clears throat> Stone Cold Steve so... Austin? Who needs them? <laughs> so, not Triple... Me. Chris Jericho beats Triple H for the title in the opening match. But is this, is this Y2J? Like, yeah, this is Y2J. Okay. Yeah. But they reverse it. So you get the title match or the title win, but then they reverse it because Triple H is drunk on power and he's in charge of everything. Right. So then the main event is DX, uh, the New Age Outlaws and Triple H taking on the APA and Chris Jericho. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and there were two title changes. Scotty Too Hotty won the light heavyweight title. Fucking hated. Show. Do you know who yeah. he beat? Uh, Dean Malenko, because the WWF has Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and Saturn now. <laughs> it's a fucking. It's an embarrassment of riches. It is yeah. like that, uh, th- those. <laughs> but we so, had the blood thing. Yeah, we got the blood thing. So the four twenty four nitro. The match, the total wrestling time, 27 minutes, 18 seconds. That's a three-minute and 24-second average per match. And there was a 10-minute Hulk Hogan match. (laughs) (laughs) And it's less time on average than the previous show. Uh, So that one had eight matches. Only one no contest, technically. But at least five of those matches ended with some kind of interference from oh yeah Russo there, it was or yeah 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 so i'm counting that as a 62 percent bullshit rating mm-hmm. for that show that nitro did a 3.1 rating it's up yeah yeah raw you ask 7.1 fuck it was even better <laughs> than the last one no stone cold steve austin 7.1 also, no Undertaker. He's hurt at this point. He's out. That's the, the rock, the, man. The, the, rock. Main event, the main event of that show is Chris Jericho and The Rock versus Triple H and Chris Benoit with Shane, with Shane McMahon as the special referee. Fucking Christ. <laughs> banger, 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 banger. Yeah. So do you think that the... Uh, do you think the cliffhanger for... Uh, like the Bret Hart cliffhanger bought the, cause they, they went up a little bit. 
Yeah. I wonder I wonder if that I wonder if that did get some more eyeballs. I bet it didn't. Like it doesn't seem like something that people would be like, I can't wait to see right. who fucking May- Bret Hart hit. You know what I mean? Maybe the cage match and the first blood match got a little bit of pub. Like it's a world title match on free TV for with a in a cage. Yeah, but they didn't those two matches were made on the show. So they couldn't have <laughs> Right, uh, but if people were like flipping around or flipping uh, back okay, and forth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think that might have done it. But to prove our point, Raw that night had nine matches. The average match time, three minutes and five seconds. So yeah. they had less wrestling than the Nitro and and lapped them again in the rating because <laughs> they had the good main events and the goddamn Rock is <laughs> yeah. on their show. So good luck, man. Who's going to beat him? Yeah. You know what I mean? You got the Rock versus Jeff Jarrett. Buff Bagwell? Hey, he's close. Uh, yeah. No, he's not. Nobody's close. But no. if anybody's close, Buff's close. From, from WCW, <laughs> at least. So the number one movie both of these weeks is a movie I don't believe that you have seen unless you watched in history class. Uh, U571. That sounds familiar. Is that a U-boat thing? Is that a yeah, submarine a- movie? Yeah, they have to steal the uh, Enigma machine that the Germans have, the typewriter that has all their code on From it. From Enigma. Um, yeah. If I've seen it, it's because of my dad. Because my dad, I might have seen it because of my dad. Oh, because some World I War II stuff. It. My dad, my dad just loves old the, white old white dudes love World War II. Oh God damn it! Does he love like this? Might not be B movie enough for my dad, but uh, yeah. yeah, John Bon Jovi's in it. And U five seven one Matthew McConaughey, Matthew yeah. McConaughey, Bill Paxton, and John Bon Jovi. Okay, he's a cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> he's living on a prayer out there, you know. Uh, so Harvey Keitel. Hmm? Oh, look at that. Uh, so the budget for U five seven one was sixty two million dollars. It's mm-hmm. probably mostly water based. Uh, <laughs> having we had to buy. So much water. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, because like shooting in water is notoriously difficult. Oh yeah. Like, Doing yeah. anything in water. Swimming uh, in water is fucking hard. <laughs> Steven Spielberg said he'd never do another water movie because of Jaws. Like because so much shit went wrong while he was yeah, doing Jaws. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, fingers all day. This was a successful movie. So how much do you think U571 made? Well, what did you say it was? 170 million or something? The budget was 62 million. Oh, that was fucking way off. Uh 100 it made 154 million dollars. That is actually reasonably close. It made 127 million. Okay. It's not that close. I mean, relative to what it could be. If it's any number, I just told you it was successful. <laughs> you were in a similar ballpark to it. Insinks uh, by uh, No Strings Attached cannot be stopped. It's number one these two weeks as well. Yeah, um, I mean. But do listen to the albums that are on this, this Billboard Top 10. Supernatural, Santana. Uh, yeah. Yeah, baby, my big pun. My uh, big pun in Austin Powers. Yeah, the big, the big Punisher. Uh, Unleash the Dragon, the Cisco album, was in at number four. That's got to be the one with the thong song, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
He didn't uh, have two albums. No. Number five is Romeo Must Die soundtrack, the Jet Li movie. Um, yeah, i never seen the movie. Number six, Chronic 2001. Okay. Nailing it. Still with, with two Ks? Yep. Uh, <laughs> chronic. Uh, nine, five, and four pennies. Oh, that's, 90, <laughs> that's 99. Yeah, that's but that's the album. Oh, it is, yeah. Oh, that's okay. on That's okay, on okay, 2001. Okay. Some of that real sticky icky. I thought so. I said, fucking, I uh, myself out. Devil Without a Cause, the Kid Rock album. Uh, and then number 10, Man Who uh, I Hold in My Heart Daily, DMX. And then there was X, was number 10 on the charts that week. God damn. Yeah. You guys want to fight me? Fight these tears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Bye 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 in its second week sold eight hundred and eleven thousand copies. Just the single? No, the oh I'm sorry, the album. No strings. No strings attached. Attached. Oh, okay. So far this year, Taylor Swift's album is number one. It sold three hundred and seventy-four thousand copies total this year. <laughs> is that one album? Is that folklore? Uh yeah, I think so. Okay. I heard that so, album's good. I haven't listened to it. My sister's fucking obsessed but, with it. Three hundred seventy-four thousand to the to now makes this the number one selling album of the year. No strings attached. <laughs> Sold eight hundred eleven thousand copies in a week. Oh, dude, this is just pre pre yep. uh, stealing it all. So, like, that's right. Because uh, the number one song this week is still "Maria Maria" by Santana. He cannot be stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the year two thousand. 942 and a half million albums were shipped in the United States. Okay. Do you want to guess how many albums were shipped in the United States last year? It's less than 50 million. We're sh- I don't know. Fucking 26 million. 31.6. 31. All right. All right. God damn. That, that is it, who, who's the record industry. It's dead. That is dead. Yeah. I, uh, well, the the physical copies are yeah. for sure. I, streaming kind of bones the artists too. It's it's all about, from what I understand, uh, selling tickets live now. That's the only place yeah. you can really get your money. And, well, and getting your shit in commercials and TV shows. And by stuff. the way, you listen to the new fucking Lil Nas X album? I have not yet. It's fucking pretty good. Really? Fucking, go... The guy knows how to make a pop song, and uh, hey. he got good producers. And I I fucking I I really like it. I really like I will... it. I will check it out. Yeah. Um, all right. I've got one name game this week. Okay. It is for David Arquette. <laughs> oh, what word? Well, I uh, he has played. He's been in like a hundred and sixty movies or something like that. Oh, so we're doing we're doing character names. Character names. Okay. So David Arquette has been one has been all of these guys, but one. Okay. Okay. This is the hardest name game. Yeah. Has he been Dewey Riley? Yes. David Schlackmere. I don't know. Eddie Wachowski. Nick Schaefer or Gordy Boggs. Nick Schaefer's fake. Nick Schaefer is fake. Mm-hmm. I know it is. How you know that? I don't know. I just felt it. You want to know how you knew? Because hmm. I thought about this hard. The fake guy whose name I took yeah. was Brecken Meyer. 
and Brecken Meyer played Nick Schaefer in the movie Rat Race. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> and I and I was like, I shouldn't pick Rat Race because I know Andrew loves that movie, but there's no way he's gonna know. But you've sensed it more than I, anything. I, I, I smelled it out, bro. You yeah, should have bought a squirrel yeah. dog. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much I love Rat Race. There's some funny jokes in that movie. Yeah. Uh, so Dewey, <laughs> Dewey Riley is from Screen. Yep. I knew that. Uh, David Schlackmere is David Arquette played him on one episode of Blossom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, David Arquette did the voice of a character named Eddie Wachowski in the video game SSX Tricky, the snowboarding snowboarding game. video game. Okay. Okay. Yep. And Gordy Boggs is the name of his character from Ready to Rumble. Gordy Boggs. Boggs yeah. is a dope last name. Gordy is a fucking problematic person. <laughs> I think that you think Boggs is a dope last name because of Wade Boggs. Listen, he won a, he won a <laughs> title with the Yankees. Fucking Wade, uh, Boggs is a good last name. Cheater yeah. is a good last name. <laughs> Drink a, <laughs> a hundred thousand beers on a plane ride once, apparently. Oh, dude, you don't fuck with Wade Boggs. Have you ever heard, yeah. uh, for some reason, it made me think of this, George Brett telling somebody he shit his pants that that day he's like i shit my pants today have you ever seen that no, no. you gotta hear it i'm sure it's on youtube but it's really funny. i uh i just remember wade boggs apparently being really good friends with uh mr perfect kurt henning was he really uh, yeah apparently he inducted him into the wwf hall of fame well, that's so. dope uh yeah. Wade Boggs, funny, played his whole career for the Red Sox, never won a title, was beloved in Boston, then comes to New York and wins his fucking title. And he's, <laughs> he's on a cop's horse going around Yankee Stadium, like waving, yeah. and all Boston friends are fucking crying. At home. <laughs> Didn't he play for the Marlins too? Didn't he win one for the Marlins? Uh, he might have been on that. I think he was on that Marlins team. Um, let me look. That would have been like when they beat the Yankees. Yeah, like. Uh, no, he was a Ray. I forgot yeah he's, oh yeah, in the race the okay race. yeah he didn't he didn't win with the race um but uh yeah that i, I think he was on i believe I, teams. I also believe that i heard a story that wade boggs the first game in the majors before the game he ate like chicken and broccoli or chicken and rice or something like that and had a really good game had like three hits and so for his whole career that's what he would eat as his pregame meal yeah baseball is very superstitious but i'm I think it's stupid. I think yeah. superstition is stupid. And so certain times, like if you're in the zone and you're like, no, I don't want to change this. That's fine. But like right. magic yeah, well, doesn't exist, bro. Yeah. There's like dudes that don't change their socks if they're on a hitting streak or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. God damn. Uh, I'm looking at his baseball reference. His fucking career on base percentage is nutty. Wade Boggs was fucking, I knew he was really good, but God <laughs> damn, his stats are insane. Yeah. Is he in the hall? Oh yeah, looking at this, there's I knew before, but like this is fucking this is ridiculous how good this guy was. He he, he almost had a 500 on base percentage a couple of years. Barry Bonds had a 600 on base percentage one year. That's insane. Yeah, where they just anyway. walked him the whole year, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, but, Wade Boggs, ten thousand times better than all of WCW two thousand. Oh yeah, uh, we yeah. love you, Wade Boggs. Uh, good mustache. And next week. You can join us, uh, and we will be watching the f- May 1st edition of Nitro and WCW Slamboree 2000 so that we can move on from the worst of Vince Russo 
into something else. We got a couple of fun ideas that we're planning on doing in the near future. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. Thanks to everyone who's listened. Uh, as Andrew said before, we're on all your social medias. Follow me at SnarkMarkD on Twitter. Follow the SnarkMarks uh, podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find Andrew on Twitter for non-wrestling related tweets. Uh, we got a Facebook. Vote in our polls if you see them around. Uh, shoot us any of your wrestling hot takes. Let us know if you've watched any of this uh, in solidarity with us. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week because Kayfabe may be dead, but we're alive even though Vince Russo is trying to kill us. See you next week. <laughs>